Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in.
Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, the internet's premier comic book and comic book movie podcast. I'm Dave. I'm here with the main man, Rich. Rich, how are you? No, not too bad, buddy. Not too yeah, bad. Yeah. Rock and fucking roll, I think man. We've, both, we've both had a busy week, but we're here. Yeah, we're man. Busy go. week. Yeah. Wow. We multitasking from me. Uh, episode 294, though, approaching the 300. I can feel it. We're only a six away, a maximum. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we won't mean a lot well, to you. We got, we, got we got a drinks break coming up uh, yes. after two nine five, and then we'll and then it's we'll true. try and hit that last boundary. That's very very good point, Richard. Um, so this week and then next week's show will be the last show before Christmas. Um, so next week's episode will be a Christmas episode. Um, Ray's going to pop in as well. Um, and, yeah, that's confirmed. We may have some other people, but definitely Ray will pop in. Um, and obviously myself and Rich opening up the order as always, man. And um, aren't we one of the world's greatest opening partnerships, in my opinion? You know, I'll, I'll say right now, I think we're one of the best, you know? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's no, many that can touch us. No ego. In, I, I say that without ego, you know? <laughs> I say that without ego. Of course you do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it'll be the Christmas show next week. Um, and Rich, a lot of responsibility falls on your shoulder to pick a good book before um, break. Because you broke the bad uh, luck run we had going. You broke it last week with All-Star Squadron, remember? So you, you you basically put us back into form, which we needed desperately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will get definitely yeah. have some thoughts that I've got to put in. No there. rise and fall of the Trigon Empire, Reg. That's totally bad. No, no, volume two. We're not, we're not going to do that. <laughs> no, thanks, man. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, unless I'm having trouble falling asleep one night, I might open up that, that, that volume. Uh yeah, I don't know. I I guess it's it's easier for me. Like if something's boring, mm. but it's got great art, generally I can I can still kind of like enjoy it. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean as long as it's not poorly written. And like Bendis is different. Bendis is not just boring; yeah, it's poorly written as well. Yeah. But if something's like fairly good, but maybe just a bit boring or slow, I mean that's the thing. The the, the trigger like that had phenomenal art. Like the it art did. was just it like did. it was just a bit. Juicy. It was just a and bit. And I think that what kept me going was just how good the yeah. Uh, was. But no, it, it is definitely a, a struggle if if you <laughs> if, if you're looking for something sort of in, like um, interesting uh, action adventure <laughs> that uh, goes at a brisk pace. Yeah, wow, we I'll never forget reading that. It felt like I was reading the Bible at times. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so that's that's next week. But this week, uh, trade of the week is Young Justice book one. Uh, Peter David, obviously, and uh, remembering Peter David currently in hospital. Uh, I think he suffered some multiple strokes and uh, kidney problems. He's got all sorts of stuff going on. So, if, I mean, I did share out the details um, on the Facebook and I'm happy to do so again, uh, you know, medical costs being what they are. And I do feel for him. I know we've taken some shots of Peter David over the years, but I, I may, it's no laughing matter to be struggling with strokes and kidney uh, failure. So, you know, I still think uh, it's puzzling to me. That, that someone who's done so much work is in this condition. But as you said last week, Rich, unfortunately, it's a it's a fairly common story in comic books, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So yeah, we, we covered it last week. So if you, you want to hear more on that topic, flashback to last week. Now, I do want to put out um, a little ad, I- I- internal ad for Siegel. Check out the flashbacks episode I did with Adam uh, yesterday. So it's on the feed now. We did the Morrison and Miller flash run. Uh, which is collected in one trade. 
What a pleasure it was to read, Rich. My first ever time reading this. Have you read this, Mark uh, Millar and Grant Morrison's Flash? It was sort of in the middle of Mark Wade's, right? In the day, yes. yes. Uh, I believe that's uh, when he, he that, that's when he races a uh, a bunny, flash. an interdimensional. Yes, uh, the um, the radio thing, electricity bunny type yeah. thing or something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That and there's also Black Flash. Uh, who isn't just uh, Black Wally West? It's actually Death, like a Black personification of um, of of Death, I guess, running and stuff. And then there's uh, the storyline where he breaks his legs. Uh, mm-hmm. Emergency stop! I really enjoyed it, actually. Frankly, had a really good discussion. We got into a lot more details about the science with Gardner Fox. Um, you recall we've made a few comments along these lines, Rich, about the science with Gardner Fox. Uh, you have, yes. Yeah, uh, still on the cards. Um, a lot of talk about, with friends of mine, could it be getting too macabre and too evil almost? You know, like to summon from beyond the grave. What dark forces, Richard? Uh, do you feel there's a danger in the ceremony? Um, is the seance dark? Is it evil? Is is, is that well, a thing? I thought seances were just a seance. Well, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm, isn't I'm it, putting. Isn't there. isn't like a seance like a gun? Like it's not necessarily evil in itself. Maybe if gotcha. you're trying to summon an evil spirit, then sure. Well, Garden the Fox wasn't bad. evil. No, but that's my point. Like yeah. I don't think a seance is necessarily gotcha evil. I mean, I don't think it's dark. It depends on what your intentions are, I guess. Mm. My intentions are for Garden the Fox to pump out another script from beyond the grave. You know, get the get the ghost typewriter pumping. And go and get a storyline out there. You know that's That'd be better than anything today. I guarantee you, he'd knock it out of the park compared to the stuff today. You kidding? Gardner Fox would have today's today's people for breakfast in terms of storylines. He'd be like, seriously, you're taking twelve issues to tell that? I can pump that one out in a in a fifteen pager. You know, that can be chapter one. What you just did in twelve issues—that's you know, grist for the mill for Gardner Fox. This guy had more ideas than. I've had hot breakfasts, you know? <laughs> Seriously. Very true. Very true. <laughs> now, I do want to mention, um, and shout out to Gardner Fox and his family, his estate. Frankly, I mean, Rich, could we get someone on the line, like a son, a grandson? But, you know, obviously, like live. Have we got ages on the, on the kids? Uh, do we know where they are? You know, these are the kind of questions I'm asking, Rich. Where are you, where are you on it? Anywhere? I will have to get back to you. Yeah, okay. Well, let's get the intent on that because I'm starting to think if we can't go into the void to get the interview, well, he left behind, I assume, some family members. You know, I would say his wife's probably sadly passed, but I'm imagining kids, grandkids, they'd probably be thrilled to talk to Signal. You know, some stories of Grandpa chopping on his pipe and you know, talking about the good old days, that kind of stuff. You know? Sure, why not? Oh, I'm just, I'm, I think I'm coming out with gold here. This is a, this is a great show to be on. Yeah, I, I think I'm coming out with absolute gold, you know, and, and, and we need to, let's let's get on it, actually. Uh, Roy Thomas, uh, I reached out to him this week. Um, he's a very busy man, uh, 82 years of age, uh, and he basically said, catch me in the summer. Um, very similar, reminiscent of uh, Don Perlin, you know? Don Perlin's in his 90s. He said, catch me in the summer. Wow. Confident. Why not? Um, I should actually, I should, you know what, yeah. I should. Tell me outside, how about that? I should, you know, I should reach <laughs> out again to Don Perlin. Like, why not? 
he 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 tweets on um well not tweets he he he's on Facebook, and I and I you know I I sent him a thumbs up on some of his comments and stuff. He's he's great stuff. He's he's a uh, um. He's conservative, uh, and you know it's 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 often conservative themed topics. But God bless him in, in his nineties, you know. Mm. I don't get, blame get him. Before, get, well, don't be saying uh, too depressing, but but get him before it's too late. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in your nineties, man. Well, I, I did try to get him, and he said, "Catch me in the summer." That was his exact words. Who's summer? Our summer? His summer? His, I think. This is our summer right now. No, he was talking about his. But it was a while ago, you know what? It's worth reaching out again, um, you know. But like, he seems like a real character, frankly, and that's what the world, you know. Like at the end of the day, I, you know, politics for me, it, it's not that important. Like, I don't care that much. Like, I, a, a guy like who, let's not forget, co-created Moon Knight, all that fantastic artwork. I love his style. I mean, he is my, or he was for many, many. Uh, years my facebook logo was his ghostwriter and i think i might go back to it greetings vermin um just a just a wonderful artist as far as i'm concerned a wonderful storyteller and it would be just a pleasure to get someone on like that 90 years of age just let him dial through the hits you know you know what i mean like he's not under it's it's not a courtroom just let the let the let, let the guy talk play a few of the greatest hits why not you know, and some of these old guys, they've got so many stories to tell, you know, and they just, you know, I just love to get him before he before he passes, you know. Man, yeah, I, I agree, man. I'm going I'm to send a message tonight because at 93, you're not getting any younger, you know. You know, at 93. Oh, I was going to say, David, no age are you getting younger. <laughs> yeah, but at 93, at 93. No, well, I think you mean at 93, you probably don't have sadly much. Much left. I mean, even if you get to a hundred, that's still like only seven. You know, that's like seven years away. Like it's not. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not twenty or fifteen years. But it's, if you get to a hundred, it's not like you reset to twenty. You're in exactly rough shape by a hundred. Um, yeah, I, I even I like I'm one of these guys. Who, if you get to ninety three, I, I I'm one of these guys who always thinks good effort. You know, I just Great I just effort, I just think Great in effort. itself, what a fucking good effort. Um, I've seen pictures of him on Facebook. Um, they wheel him around. He seems able to hold a conversation. He seems fine to me. He's still punching out messages on Facebook. The guy's a fucking legend. You know, that's it. Um, now, so Don Perlin's on the agenda. I'll leave that with me. Uh, we need to get in touch with Gardner Fox's family, surviving family, obviously, and not the dead ones. They're not much of use to us, you know. Um, do we know where he's buried, Rich? No, I can't. <laughs> I was just just wondering, like you know, I'm picturing if it got to. I, the... would, I would hope that he's buried in a in a cemetery called Valhalla. Well, I was, I was just. I mean, this is you know, I'm I'm, just, I'm thinking more than anything. If the family's tough to get in touch with, uh, maybe on the anniversary of the death, you could go to the cemetery and you could see them laying flowers on the grave or something, and you could approach them. Oh, your father was a great man. Um, would you be interested in coming and seeing all the doom? That kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Just putting ideas out there, man. I mean, it's crime alley. But hey, if you don't put it out there, you never know. Was he anything involved with Batman? I don't think he was. Was he? Gunner Fox? No, I don't don't think so. He had his fingers on a lot of properties, man. Um, anyway, the, 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 the search goes on. 
with Gardner Fox. Now, mm-hmm. um, Smallville, I've almost finished season four. I'm in the in, in, I'm on the second last episode. I am loving this show, man. I am loving this show. As far as I'm concerned, this show is a classic. As far as I'm concerned, I I can't believe I wasn't watching it back in the day. I should have been. I would have loved it back in the day. Um, Richard, you're obviously watching. Back in the day, uh, did you feel like you were seeing something very similar to what you wanted? Because it reminds me of the early 2000s comics, which I enjoyed. No, but I here's the thing. I, I enjoyed it for what it was because they said from the start that this was not supposed to be mm. like the, the origin of Superman, right? Right. They were just basically like, what if, you know, Clark Kent, you know, like, use these powers, you know, live that life. But there's no, it's not Superman. It's not about Superman. It's just about Clock in. It's a kind of like an Elseworlds story, you know, like maybe yeah, um, uh, all all the stuff. So I was like, you know what, I'll take that for what it is. And because of that, and they've sort of been upfront about what the show was, I did enjoy it, even though it it wasn't really Superman. You know what I mean? It's basically just a young kid with powers. Yeah, it's it's you know, zipping it, around town and all that sort of stuff and all that and and and, and fighting the bad guy of the week. But yeah. I enjoyed it because that's fun. Again, anyway. they, they took something and they did something a little bit different and they had fun with it. And again, they started off telling really good, compelling mm. stories, character driven. As I said, what once you get to like maybe like six, kind of the wheels are starting to come off a bit and all that. But yeah. the first, as I said, the first five or so seasons are just some of the best. Yeah. Uh, Like, yes, I totally agree. Like, they thread in elements of the Superman backstory um, as seeds, but it's more... You know what it reminds me of? It's like Buffy Light, you know? Um, And I say that in a complimentary way. I I really enjoy it. And I, I wasn't anticipating I would enjoy it as much as I am. I also think that... Um, in those early seasons, I mean, look, the kid's not the greatest actor, Tom Welling. He's a, he's big, he does do a good Clark Kent, but um, like the parents are very good. Lex Luthor's very good. You know, there, there are actually the the father of Lex Luthor is very good. There are some strong performers in the cast. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Alison Mack is entertaining. Uh, currently in the penitentiary, um, Lana's hot. Lois is smoking. As far as I'm concerned, Lois and Lana together, man. Wow, you know, mm-hmm. hot. Um, yeah, look, I, I really, I, I think it's a lot of fun, and I, I will say, season three and four, I really felt it picked up a notch, you know, because I, I've been watching it, binging it, and I've loved season four. I, I, I've really enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm hoping that continues into season five because I, I'm finding it excellent viewing, and I'm glad I watched it because I always meant to watch it. It was more a case I was playing a lot of tennis at the time in the nights, and I just missed it when it came. And once it, once I missed the start of it, I never had the impetus to catch up. And I kind of wish I had, but I, here I am now. So what does it matter? Yeah, you look, know? I mean, uh, I understand it. Like it's, um, you know, and that's why I think American comics in general is so hard to get um, into because just using that example, let's say there's ten seasons of something, right? Or when you discover it, there's you know six seasons. You kind of feel like ah, oh, there's so much I've got to catch up on. Yeah. And and, uh, and look, it's a lot easier now. But let's just say back in the day, you know, oh, yeah. 
try and find rental or buy it in the shops, you might go, oh, there's so much to catch up on. That's kind of the problem that comics have is that, mm. you know, when you've got 85 years of <laughs> stories and like continuing character, it can feel very overwhelming, sort of imposing sort yeah. of thing and all that. You know, that's why, um, you know, I mean, one of the most popular and successful uh, mangas slash animes is that uh, One Piece. Mm. You've probably heard of that. Oh, yeah. But a lot of people now, because that thing's been going for like, like 20 years, mm. it's very daunting. Even that, like a, a manga that's gone on for so long. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and has so many issues, so many episodes. Even a lot of people go, yeah, I hear it's good, but Jesus, it's just too much. Like, mm. you know, I don't want to start and <laughs> have to read it for the re for the rest of my life. Yeah, no, so, I agree. Well, know, uh, yeah. yeah. But yes, and, and definitely it applies to comics and it definitely applied to that show. I did catch up in the later seasons with, with shows where things like the Legion would turn up and the formation of the Justice League and all that kind of stuff they had in the later seasons of Smallville. And I felt completely like a fish out of water. But as you would, because you're coming in like season seven or eight, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was really just doing because I was such a big comic geek. At the time, but um, but no, I'm really glad that I'm uh, I'm watching it now, and uh, and I and I think honestly, uh, how do you think it compares to Superman and Lois? Do you watch Superman and Lois? Similar. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, it is similar in a sense that it's um, it's kind of feels like it's got that same vibe because yeah. it's again, it's more focusing on the family. Um, stuff, you know what I mean? Because that—that's what I said. Like, look, there is a villain of the week. Yeah, but that's not the—that's not really the focus of the show. No, you know what I mean. The focus of the show is—is is really the the relationships between the people, mm. like his relationship with Luther, his relationship with Lana, mm. yeah, with Pete at, at the start. There, you know, it's—it's it's about how what he's doing, being the hero. You, you know, what is affecting his life. You know mm. what I mean? How. He just wants to be normal. You know, that's always been the thing of Superman. You know, people always forget that, you know, uh, for a good chunk of Superman when he was younger, all he wanted to do was be was normal. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he didn't necessarily want all these powers. So uh, it's very similar in that aspect, but I would still say Smallville, I think, well, it's hard. I mean, there's only been like, what, one or two seasons of um, uh, Superman and Lois. Yes. Um, you know, so... Um, it's still weird to me that it's called Superman and Lois. What, what would you prefer it be called? Well, I mean, Superman. I like I like the way that they did it with um, back in the in the nineties with uh, Lois and Clark, uh, Lois and Clark and Adventures of Superman, like yeah. you know something like that, where you can say Superman, Lois and Clark, you know, or, or kind of make it very similar to that, like almost like a throwback. Yeah, I don't know, just Superman and Lois just sounds weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know why they do that. I guess, yeah, I don't know. Lois Lane, you know, people know who Lois Lane is. They know who Superman is. I, I don't know. It's because yeah, I just feel like it throws the Clark character out the window. Like, mm, I see what you know what I mean. Yeah, because okay. you know, uh, Clark is Superman. Yeah, do you know what I mean? There isn't like, there's no really pretending. It's not like Batman, where puts on the cowl, becomes someone completely different. I yeah. mean. You know, um, that's why I've always said Clark, the the the, the reporter Clark Kent. That's the that's the um, the act. Yeah, the real Clark is you know when he's at home with the parents, when he's Superman. More you know that's just who he is. So it's just I don't know. It's just weird that Superman gets the top billion or it's Superman and Lois. I don't know. It's like is Lois equal to Superman? Is that what you? 
It's like she's. Equal. I wouldn't say she's equal. I, I I'd say she's she's a the second biggest person in the you know in the in the sphere. I know. It's just to me, just calling it Superman and Lois. It's almost like she's on that same level. I know that. Like, well, I think that they're trying to. If I'm guessing. It's like Lois and Clark was definitely more of a kind of rom-com style of Superman, you know, back in the day. Um, God, I love that show. I did too. I did too. But Superman and Lois, to me, tells me there's going to be more of a Superman edge to the stories than Lois and Clark had, while still being about the relationship. That's how I see it being sold, you know, to the public with that title. See, now, I I did start off enjoying Superman and Lois, right? Mm. But it's also too dour. Yeah. Like, you, it's hard to have as much fun with it. You mm. know what I mean? Like, with um, with with Smallville, you can still have fun with it. Oh, you know 100%, what I mean? Like, yeah, it, yeah. It's still it's still kind of meant for that sort of teen. And that's what girl. I love about it, though. It, it Smallville oh, yes. has a lot of fun in storylines. It's very much aiming at a teenage audience, the same kind of audience that Buffy had. That te- you know, teenage into young adult, whatever you call it. Mm. Whereas Superman and Lois, when I've watched it, it's kind of dealing with a lot of, it's it's got slightly darker subject matter, you know, kind of well, thing. I, I just think it's dour. Like everyone's so serious. It's not necessarily darker subject matter because there's some darker subject matters in mm. Smallville with like cloning and yeah. abusive fathers and true. Yeah. Like I mean, it's got those darker. But my point is, the characters themselves aren't yeah. as like super serious. Well, the presentation of it, the you know, the yeah. the, the, the tone of Smallville. Is yeah, it it definitely has. I mean, I love it. It's got that kind of comic book '90s into the mid 2000s feel, where even if the subject matter is darker, the tone isn't necessarily always darker. You know, it's it's kind of more popcorny. You know, um, is how I describe it. Like we, and I again, I'm saying that as a compliment. You know, I think they do it well. So. It's interesting. Um, I'm well, it's why I think, I'll be honest with you, between uh, Superman and Lois and Stargirl, I do think Stargirl's the better yeah. show in, in that it's more fun. Like, yeah. it's again, it's got darker themes. I mean, you've got one of the, you know, one of the, the villain's sons getting killed by one of the other villains. You know what I mean? It's mm. it's it's pretty, like, it's dying. Villains have taken over. They've killed all the heroes. You know, it's got, it's dealing with, like, serious dark shit. But... Mm. It's just remembering to have fun as well, you know. Yeah. And yes, I, and when people go, oh, but you know, they're kids. I'm like, yeah, but Superman and Lois are dealing with kids. They're they're, they're kids, so they should still have, be having a bit of fun. You know yeah, what I mean? It definitely. can't be serious all the time. Like they, you know, they, the kids should be the ones injecting a little bit of mm. levity and 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 stuff into it. So maybe some um, of the reason Smallville, I prefer it though, is that Clark is a teenager. His supporting cast are teenagers, you know his his peers. So it's that high school into college experience, as opposed to Superman is a adult, an adult as is and married to Lois and adult, and hence the whole tone of the show. It's just geared differently. Oh, yes, Smallville's yeah. definitely interesting because um, well, that's why I say it. like Smallville is really good because it's a, it's you know who Superman is, right? You know how powerful Superman is. Yeah. So Smallville's a really nice show on like uh, now give those powers to a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Who's got hormones? You know. Yeah. yeah. Hide who he is. You know, everyone can kind of relate to that when they've been a teenager and yeah. you know unsure of themselves. And then one of the reasons why I like Lois and Clark is because it's like okay, now you take Superman and now let's just have fun with him hiding his identity mm. and you know. Um, 
giving Lois the runaround. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that—that's where the the fun of that came from. The problem with, as I say, with the Superman Lois is there's there's no fun in it. There's nothing. Mm. There's nothing to have fun with. It's just very serious and dour all the time. Yeah. Well, you, you've you've answered my question. I'm going to keep on trucking along with Smallville, and so far I'm having a great time. Uh, now, did you see Al Pacino at the Game Awards? It was gold. Um, no, I, I didn't. I didn't watch the Game Awards. Oh. I've seen some of the trailers, but I haven't. I haven't actually watched anything from. I don't really watch it. Obviously. I don't I really, I ever don't. watch it. But I saw that Al Pacino was presenting, and I was like, "This will be gold." And it was. He came out. He's like, "Hey, I'm Al Pacino," and then he's and like, "I am at the Game Awards." My friend messaged me something that I wasn't sure what he was talking about, but let me just read it quickly because he said something about. Um, hang on. Um, here we go. Um, it. It is 2022. Chuck Norris and Danny Glover are in a video game together. Life is weird. And I'm like, what? And he goes, new game coming out. First person shooter called Crime Boss <laughs> Rake City. Norris Glover, Ice T, Danny Trejo, <laughs> and Michael Madsen all do voices in it. Wow. It's like a game made by boomers. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. I was like, wow. Okay. I didn't even. I don't even know what that is. Crime, I need to look that up. Crime Boss Racket City. That's hilarious. Yeah. Norris, well, I mean, they, you know, they all they all want a, a paycheck. Um, yeah. He's like, hey, I'm Abuchino, and then he then he's like, I'm having trouble reading the teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's, it's hilarious, frankly. He's he's just like seems like he's had a couple of glass you know glass of whiskey, and uh, you know he's he's a bit husky and. Uh, he was at first struggling with the teleprompter, but then he got going on it, and um, he's like, "I don't really play video games." <laughs> and, then, and then he gives the award to someone. Oh, he's just there. It's what they call stunt casting. It was is, very much you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when people find out what Al Pacino was, then people will go and try exactly. and watch it all. Exactly, which is exactly what you look. It was fun. You know what I mean? It was fun. Like uh, you know, he's always in good spirits, Al Pacino, and he gives. Messenger is in it as well. Yeah, okay. Wow. Topless? I'd like to see that. No, they well they've definitely gone for a younger kid like obviously that's the beauty of graphics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they basically modeled their faces. Uh-huh. Um so it's all that sort of like very similar to like what they did with um Death Stranding and all that. Right. Is and it they use the actors' faces and all is that? Is it a triple Michael A? Michael Rook is in it as well. Wow, everyone's in it. Vanilla Ice is in it. Vanilla Ice, Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck? Sorry, I'm just, I'm just looking all this up. Oh my god, this is definitely like if a uh, Chuck Norris, if if a boomer could just name all the people that were popular, like in the 2000s and 2010s, kind of. If if if, if someone's been in a B movie, just put them in this thing. Like it's that's hilarious. hilarious. Wow. I don't know what it is. It looks like like. It looks like it could be like a, a GTA, you know, um, clone type of uh, um, game and all that. So that's hilarious. Is that's it? A, is it a proper game, like a big game? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like what's yeah. it called? A uh, crime boss, Roque, spelled R A R O C K A Y City. Okay, cool. All right. Well, okay. Well, we'll see what happens, man. That sounds um, that that sounds interesting. You know, Rocco City, and um, obviously we're hoping it's a it's a big game. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just you know, you look at that, and it's almost like when you watch The Expendables for the first time, and you're mm. just going like, "Oh my god, look at all these old actors that I know all in a movie." Watching that game is like, "Oh my god, look at all these fucking old actors yeah, yeah. that I know 
in a, in, in a game. That's hilarious. Yeah, and I mean, a, a lot of them are kind of past their prime, but um, they're still rolling. Uh, now, we did an RIP, uh, Kirstie Alley. Uh, unfortunately lost her battle with cancer at age 71. I wasn't aware she was even sick. Um, uh, apparently it was, a pri- yeah, it was a private. She never, mm. uh, they handled it privately and she was battling it privately and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So, yeah. Sad. Uh, I always think of her, you know, ironically, I always think of her in Cheers, look who's talking, but also she was in a Star Trek movie. I know that for a fact. Yes, she was. She Which was in one? the... Uh, the Wrath of Khan, I believe. Wrath of Khan, yeah, which would make sense because I've that's the one I've probably seen the most times. Yes, um, well, but they didn't yeah. sign her for a, a second movie, and so negotiations fell uh, fell apart, mm. and that's why her character uh, was played by two different actresses. Um, so her character, I don't know the person who played her in, um, in Search, for, Search Spark. for Spark, yeah, yeah, but I know that. Um, oh, fuck uh, the chick from. Um, Sex in the City. Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall oh, played yeah. her in um, Final Frontier, I think it was. Yeah, I think. It was. Oh, really? Wow. Why did they keep bringing back the act, the character once Kersiali left? Like, oh, it- so oh, well, obviously the character was introduced, and I think the character was maybe supposed to be a replacement for Spock. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, but then, obviously, they brought Spock back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in the very next movie, and then they kind of turned her character villain oh. in the final frontier she would oh. she not a traitor she you know it's one of those ends justify the means yeah yeah yeah. um don't trust the klingons blah 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 that sort of thing so right okay well i didn't know that well it's sad to see her go um she was you know i mean it made me laugh a lot of the time she often played sort of the straight guy in the in the comedies you know like the joke was often on her and um and i know she struggled a lot with weight problems, I know, in in the last 20 years. I think she yo-yoed a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, sad to see her go at 71. It's, it's a shame. Now, Richard, a lot of yeah. news coming out in relation to James Gunn, the direction of the DC Warner's movies. Um, you've got some stuff here about DC Studios unhappy with The Rock. What's going on? What are your sources telling you, Rich? Um, yes, I just found something very interesting today that um, apparently, yeah, DC Studios is very, very unhappy with mm. uh, the old rock uh, mm. running his mouth about Cavill mm. and hyping up his own involvement in the DC movies direction. Mm-hmm. Um, because they still, at, even though it's like people have like announced it and all that sort of stuff, mm. um, it's not actually official that Cavill is yeah. um, actually coming back as Superman. In fact, they are they so unsure that they even the cameo that they shot for the Flash movie mm. they're thinking of cutting it, potentially cutting it because again there's no the, and the Rock has been like oh we're setting it all up and there's going to be a big confrontation between Black and that's where it's all leading to and mm. these people at DC are like no that's not the plan like but why was why was plan. Cavill if they're so unsure why was Cavill at the end of Black Adam so again because that's the Rock. Like, right. I think they were just like, fuck it, just make him happy. You know, mm. we need, you know, this movie just needs to fucking be done and come out and mm. lose us money or whatever. Um, just fucking make it, you know what I mean? Because The Rock is, you know, The Rock is The Rock and all that. But um, I think they now may be possibly regretting it, you know, because mm. now that they've sort of acquiesced to The Rock, maybe The Rock feels like he can... Call the shots. Um, yeah, that he can dictate what's going to be happening and where he, you know what I mean, and where the direction of the... You know, because he obviously he expects all the movies to work towards him. 
Mm. As Black Adam hyping him up and and getting to this, which is ridiculous so, when you think about Black Adam, yeah. like you know. But it's it. So this is this is now this was reported by um, I think Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so a reputable yeah, source. There's, there's people in there that are just not happy with the fact that he keeps talking about Cavill returning as mm. Superman and where the movies are headed and mm. all this sort of jazz and all that sort of stuff. So. Also, um, and the camel thing is not set in stone of him returning to Superman. Okay, I mean, also, I understand it. I mean, there's yeah. probably a part of them that just wants to maybe just like fucking swipe it all clean and start again. Yeah, yeah, like just go done. We are restarting, rebooting, fucking done, finished, finito. Yeah. Let's all start again. New cat, new, new people, and that way you can have Momoa as um Lobo because yeah. then he's yeah. not Aquaman anymore. Yeah, and I was going to say it doesn't it doesn't help The Rock that his movies reportedly lost about a hundred million. You know, Black. Oh, Adam, well, according to him, that's not correct. So who knows? I, well, regardless of exactly how much, it hasn't made a huge profit. It wasn't a. It wasn't a. It wasn't no, a. No, uh, but I believe. Uh, so he was just saying that he disputes the um, the loss. Like it might not make a lot of money, but he's disputing that it's going to lose money. Well, yeah, that's great that we've got The Rock disputing how much money the, the movie's lost. But, but that's the, what I'm saying. Like, you're never gonna you're never gonna really know. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we all, do. All know. this stuff is like announcements, it's speculations, it's it's projections. But without actually seeing the people's books and how much they actually spent, true. But we, it's we all kind of like yeah. Again, it could literally just make its money, as in what they spent to make the movie and market it could literally be all they make back, and therefore it's it's a zero sum sort yeah. of like. Well, we didn't make anything, but yeah. But, but we, either we, way, you're not going to get a sequel. We do know the box. We do know the box office, and the box office is under four hundred million. It's under four hundred million. So regardless of however much it cost, it it's not a smash. You know, that's not a huge amount of money. Oh yeah, no, no, for sure. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think I believe the Rock when he says it's not going to lose money mm. because that's not that's not the same thing as saying it's profitable. No, true. You know, saying like, oh, that, no bullshit. It's not going. It's not going to lose a hundred million. I'm like, okay, well. That's probably true, but it mm. doesn't mean that it's successful. It doesn't mean no, that you've definitely made not. Money. Success, like it. Yeah. If, if, if you've made four hundred million, and let's say I don't know, I mean, let's say it costs three hundred million to make the movie, or and then you, know, you add in marketing, million, you know, and the marketing. But again, you've probably just covered maybe yeah. your spend. But that's you not a win, you know. No, God, no. Well, it's not a loss, but yes, it's not a win. It's not a win. It's not what they're after. So what I'm what I'm trying to say Can though I is say this: I don't. I, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If people can tell me this and they can swear it's all true, I do not believe The Rock is as big a star as people think he is. I'm sorry. I don't think he's a. Mm. I don't think he sells movies. I, I don't mean to sound nasty. I know he's supposed to be like one of the highest paid actors, but I'm sorry. Other than Jumanji, mm. I don't think he's made any like real big money. I mean, Baywatch was a flop. Mm. Um, that what was that movie he did recently? Red or something? That was a fucking stupid crap movie. Like, mm. I'm sorry. Other than Jumanji, name me something. Even the what was the one he did? Um, Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. That was a fucking nothing movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. He's a. But st- in my point is, it's a nothing movie. It's not. It's not setting the world on fire. It's he, not breaking box office. He's um, a star in the sense that he's incredibly recognizable and popular. But is that translating into movie? Tickets sold. Uh, is well, that's my thing. I think The Rock is famous. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think he's a, a movie. St- I don't think he's a, a. He's not like Tom Cruise. No. You know what I mean? If Tom Cruise, say, you know, uh, does Mission Impossible, it makes money. If Tom Cruise does a new Top Gun, it fucking makes money and it's a good movie. Mm. He is famous. I'm not denying that. I'm not saying The Rock isn't famous. Everyone mm. fucking knows The Rock. Mm. But I don't think he's as bankable as 
Well, people want to make oh, out not why he's, he's not as person, all that sort of shit. Well, you know, the Tom Cruises of, of, of this day and age are, are pretty much extinct. Tom Cruise is an outlier. The Rock is, as you say, he is famous. He is a star, definitely, and like everyone knows who he is. Um, maybe some of the reason is he simply cranks out so much product. You know, he he really does. Like, you know? I guess the thing is because of social media. Mm. People are definitely more famous now, mm. but they're not popular, if that makes sense. Like, when I mean popular, I mean they're not like, um, they're, they're not ticket sellers. Mm. So, again, everyone knows who Chris Hemsworth is, mm. but his movies don't make money. Like, you know, mm. they don't, he's not, you know, not everyone's rushing out to go watch the next. Far smaller movie. sample size for Chris Hemsworth to The Rock as well. Like, no, no, uh, but I'm just saying, but everyone knows who Chris Hemsworth is. Yeah, I, I, you can you can ask any fucking probably person in the world. You know who Chris Hemsworth is, and they'll say yes. Sure. Like I don't think there's a single person in the world who doesn't know who Chris Hemsworth is. Mm. But it doesn't mean that he's like a ticket seller of like no. people go, oh, Chris Hemsworth must watch a Chris Hemsworth movie. Like no. that's the difference. Like people are famous today, but it doesn't mean that they mm. they're popular. If that's the, what the I'm Rock watching. is close in a sense, he is one of the few. Like I would say. <clears throat> the Rock, there is an audience there that goes to see Rock movies, but uh, like as Black Adam is showing, um, just having The Rock in the movie does not make it a billion-dollar movie, you know? Oh, for sure. Um, for like, sure. that's the ultimate proof of that test. I mean, but dear know? God, this movie is making less than the first Venom movie. Yeah, well, that's right. And uh, let me tell you, Tom Hardy's a great actor, but he is nowhere near the level of famous as The Rock, you know? Like he and he's famous, don't get me wrong, and, and people know who he is, but The Rock is far more you know, everyone knows who The Rock is. Like my dad knows who The Rock is. My dad would have no idea who Tom Hardy is. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like but again, as you say, Venom um made a lot more money than Black Adam. And oh, and yes. I oh, you know, I need to look this up. How much did uh, Morbius make? <laughs> it made very little. Actually, I, yeah. I don't even think it's funny if like Morbius made like 250 million and like Black Adam made like just 400. No, it, it made less than that. I looked at these oh, numbers, I, I want to say it made less than 200 million worldwide. Um, I'm just looking at it now. Morbius, yeah, 167 million worldwide. Yeah. So, you know, it was a genuine, it was a genuine bomb. I just thought it'd be so funny if the two of them made like similar money. <laughs> uh, well, Black Adam had a far more aggressive marketing campaign as well. Like Black Adam, oh, had that a, is, yeah, that's true. Black I Adam, think they knew Morbius was not going to be a good. Yeah, movie. yeah. Black Adam. I mean, in fairness to The Rock, he gave it the hardcore press. You know, uh, I don't think he could have done much more than he did for that movie. Well, uh, you know, I think some people are coming around to my way of thinking with The Rock, though. Where they're just like, I'm just sick of the rock. Like, yeah, rock fatigue, sure. Yeah, but that's going to happen when you pump out three movies a year, four movies a year. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I think sometimes you know, if you go in too hard, can be just as detrimental as not going hard enough. Like, yeah, it's all about finding that balance of keeping your name there, but not over. Yeah, but he he doesn't have any balance. He's just oh fuck no, he's just like balls to the walls. Well, he's just like spam it, spam it, spam it, spam it. Is you know, fake it, not fake it till you make it because he's obviously made it, but. When he's saying Black Adam's the biggest character, it's all leading to Black Adam. Anyone who knows anything about DC Comics knows that that's bullshit. You know? Like, Black Adam... Yeah, I know people say Iron Man wasn't huge until Iron Man the movie, but Iron Man was a far bigger player in the comics than the Black Adam has ever been. You know? I I just... It was just bullshit, you know? But he, he kept saying it like he wanted everyone to believe it. 
Um, you know, most people out there have no idea who Black Adam is until this. I think The Rock, I, I you know, I don't hate the movie, and I thought he did a decent, a very good, he, he did his normal job of promoting it. But the thing is, it wasn't a stellar, crazy good movie. It wasn't oh, a bad yeah. movie. It was it was middle of the road. Well, as um, I said, my review of it was meh. Yeah, I, I, look, I liked it enough, but there wasn't... I, I'm not telling, like, my sister, oh, you've got to see Black Adam. You know, it really is a really good movie. It was what it was. He gave it all the publicity he could. They marketed it heavily, too, so you can't blame their marketing department. They really tried. Uh, sometimes movies just don't connect, and sometimes there's, you know, you can go into all the analytics you want, but it just comes down to an, to an audience... That it's just like, eh, do I want to spend the money? Uh, you know, I, I could catch this on streaming, like you know. At As home. I said, I, I I'm look. Uh, I don't know if I am right. This doesn't necessarily prove me right, but I still think people can tell me I'm wrong. But I still think that the smart thing to do with a character like Black Adam mm. was to introduce him in the Shazam movie first. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm going to stick to that. I just like Venom's different, right? Because. Venom, just the image of Venom can sell it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It almost doesn't matter who plays um, mm. Eddie Brock. Mm. When people start seeing the Venom, if you've, if you've done it well, which they did with the CGI, mm. once people start seeing this fucking big mouth tooth, you know, mm. creature with a long tongue, people are going to be like, what the fuck is that? And mm. that will get people interested. I just don't think, like, the Black Adam character is is something, even with the Rock's name to attach to it, is going to sell, like... Because yeah. people don't know who the character is. Do you know what I mean? No. It's, 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 there's no real, other than The Rock, there's no big draw. And as I said, I think people were suffering from rock fatigue. The Rock should have been a villain because mm. The Rock has never been a villain other than Doom. <laughs> mm. I'm pretty sure The Rock has never played a villain mm. at the height of his popularity. It would have been so, so against character, against type. Sure. For him to actually come and go, Leon, what I'm going to play the villain now. Show people that you know I'm, I'm not always just playing oh, the good yeah. guy. Oh yeah, I agree. They could have played a conflicted villain, and um, yeah, I mean, yes, they could, definitely could have done that. They they didn't. Um, they 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 weirdly, if you remember, this project has been gestating for it's got to be close to a decade before it came out. It's like they signed the Rock back up in like the phase one of the DC movie planning. You know, because he has been talking about this movie over at least six, six or seven years, at least. So it's almost like he was a holdover from the old regime, but because he's the rock, he kept his movie. And there was always that weird feel about it, you know, like, because it was always weird to anyone who reads the comics. Black Adam has his own movie, and it's not in Shazam. It's not to do with Shazam. Or Okay, what's Black Adam going to do then? Like, well... As I said, like, I would have treated Black Adam in the Shazam movies like Thanos. Yeah. Like, I would have been building to Black Adam. Do you know what I mean? I would have been building towards, like, the like him finding about the first champion. You mm. know what I mean? And yeah, his, but, they, but, but there's no confidence he... that they're going to, like, I'm no, sorry, I know, but, you I, know, Shazam. I understand that, but I'm just saying, if it doesn't work, then you can still try the Black Adam route because you haven't used him in the movies mm. if they turn out to be failures anyway. But I just think... You know, I, I just think having not having Black Adam, yeah, Shazam's main fucking bad guy, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, is you know, number one villain. Yeah, I know people go, oh, so no, it's Black Adam, like, you know, Black yeah, Adam no, is I agree. the biggest, 
I agree. Like I just do not have him in the movies as the as as the bad guy, even for a while or whatever. I just mm. think it was just so stupid. I, I agree. I, it's bizarre. It doesn't make a lot of sense, you know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I almost don't even know the reason for it. I can't understand that, but it is what it is. The only good thing in that movie for me was um, Doctor Fate. <laughs> he was yeah, good. Yeah, made that movie for well, me. Well, I liked if, the Hawkman, and I would have. I, I nah. liked. I, oh, liked look, I, I liked Adam Smasher and yeah. um, I, I thought um, the girl, Cyclone whatever she was, was fine and all that sort of stuff. Or, um, yeah, Cyclone. Um, but uh, no, what I'm saying is that what made that movie enjoyable for me was Pierce Brosnan's um, mm. Dr. Fate. I was just, he stole the movie. In he was very opinion. good. He was very good. Now, I have an email from Michael Kellishim. Um Batman Beyond is dead, apparently. The project has been killed by James Gunn. That's after acting Wonder Woman 3 which we'll also cover. At this point, what are Warner Brothers going to produce? Does he know that as head of Warner Brothers DC Comics movie division, he's expected to produce movies with DC comic book characters? He's also got three pages of notes on the decline and fall of the American comic book industry. We're going to do a Skype conversation uh, with Michael uh, soon. He's saying, just give me the word. Well, you hear the word, Michael. We want you doing your presentation on the rise and fall of the American comic book industry. Um, I'd say the day they let Chuck Dixon go at DC. He go. <laughs> um, oh yeah, God, yeah. Yeah, it was, that was that was that was a sign of the fucking times. Um, being all bad, but, but one among many things. There's a million. It's it's like the fall of Rome. There's 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 a thousand reasons. Not one for thing. It. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, there's a thousand reasons for it. Um, now let's talk about this though. So James Gunn apparently reported in Variety has cancelled Wonder Woman three after they saw the spec script. Um, they got passed in. Uh, what do you think? Do you think this is Wonder Woman 1984 underperforming? Because at one point, they were all in on Wonder Woman. It was like Wonder Woman Central at DC Warner Brothers, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I'm, I've said this before. I mean, look, I, I love uh, Henry Cavill as a person, okay? I think Henry Cavill seems like a genuine guy, nice guy. Mm. You know what I mean? He's a big, bulky, muscular nerd. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like... He seems like a cool dude, but the thing is, they I think they need to scrap everything. Honestly, do you know what I mean? I just sure. because there's no there, there, there's no coherent vision. Mm. Like, so you've either got to decide right, everyone just does their own fucking thing, or we're going to create something. You know what I mean? We're Which is what Gunn is talking about. You know, correct. Now the thing is, you can't do that if you keep. Green lighting, green lighting things from previous. Like I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think, I think Black Adam is done. Oh. I think there's going to be another Black Adam movie. I think after Wonder Woman ninety eight four. I don't. I'll be honest with you. I thought the the thing that ninety eighty four showed me is there wasn't any real. No one knew what to do with Wonder Woman. Oh. Right, because of Batman v Superman. Yeah. Right. They'd written themselves into a corner. By kind of saying that now, I guess you you could be like, oh, well, we, we should got to do it sneakily. I say, like, yeah, but you know, you can't keep making a movie mm -hmm. until getting it to, or you're gonna have to know the make them. But you still need a good script, and yeah. I just the problem is, is, I don't think anyone knows what to do with the characters right now because everything is just so all over the place. Sure, do you know what I mean? Love. I honestly, I think, I think the Flash movie is going to be the last movie. Mm. And everything else is going to be new after that. Like that's my that's what I think is happening. That. I think everything's pretty much going to be cancelled. 
Yeah. That's that's been announced or not announced. What I think they're gonna be listen, no announcements, nothing, cancel all shit that's been whatever. We need to sit down, like Gunn and what's the other guy's name? Um, uh Peter Saffron. Peter like they need to sit down and go, what are we doing? Yeah. Who are we starting with? Are we gonna are we gonna continue from the Matt Reeves mm. like Batman and build a world out from that? Are we gonna scrap that as well and just completely start over new Batman, new Superman, new Aquaman, blah blah blah. Like they need to sit down and make a plan, and you can't make a plan if you keep green green lighting movies um, uh, from the the the, the failed yeah. regime. Well, yeah, and I mean that's what they've talked about so many times. Like, I mean, it, you know, the in the press in the last you know period, I mean, we've heard so many times that the, the ten year vision and blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff, you know. And I mean, I've said I, you know, I got an issue with Gal Gadot and whatever. But I personally, I would restart. I would literally just go, "We fucked up. Mm. Let's let's go again. Let's sit down and actually plan it, not just let Snyder decide the direction like on a whim." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just sit down and decide what are we going to do. Well, it was always going to end poorly. That that whole his whole vision was was weirdly skewed. You know, like it was kind of like an end game vision, you know, and it was like, mm. yeah, but you're, he, he, his inspirations were so late in the piece, kind of thing, like, and I think it did flavor stuff. I am tired of these Snyder people who are just still online, you know, reveling. Like they're not going to go like these these clowns are deluding themselves. They're not going to go back to Snyder. That's not going to happen, you know. Um, that's I, I think the chances of that is, you know. Almost zero. So these these people can stop. Would you agree with me, Rich? I just think that these people are fantasists. If they think they're actually going to go back to Snyder, they're not going to go back to Snyder. They go. Yeah, I don't know what's. I yeah, I don't know what's wrong with them, honestly. Well, I I just almost think they need to get a life. You know, like like it's okay to like the movies. Don't get me wrong. I I I, I myself quite like bits and pieces of those movies. Yeah, but you know? the way they carry on, like, they're the greatest fucking things in cinema. Yeah, I'm like just, like, really just calm. Like, I'm just, like, calm down. Like, you know, and, and anyway, just the business side of things, like, they're clearly... The whole point of this is if Gunn really and the Saffron guy want to really have their own plan, they are going to jettison a lot of old stuff. It's just going to happen. And it, it all comes down to numbers and... Wonder Woman 84 did not set the world alight like the first one did. Let's have a look at the box office breakdown of Wonder Woman 84. Uh, I think it made about $700 million worldwide, which is decent, but I, I mean, maybe it made a bit more than that, but I don't think it made a ton more than that. It certainly didn't make... Let's have a look and see what Wonder Woman... And it was also poorly reviewed, but I, that can't be right. It made $169 million? Wow. So it made no money. Must have been in the middle of COVID. 1980, oh, yeah, 1984 did come out during... I wow. Think, COVID. So it made no money, which doesn't help. So there you go. That, that, that's a, that's an enormous... The first one made 800, and then the second one just... I mean, it fucking bombed. Wow. But, like, it did come out in the middle of COVID, so... Yeah, but you know what? And I, I think don't it think had... It would have made a lot of money because it was a bad movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it wasn't a great movie. Um... It, I think it also came out on HBO Max same-day release as well. I think it was part of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But my point is it got it got heavily, like, badly reviewed. Yeah, yeah. So there was, 
there was a couple of reasons against it, but yeah, it wasn't a fantastic movie, and it did come out in the middle of COVID and on HBO Max, so that, and that decimated its box office. But what the, my point is that when a movie does that poorly, for whatever reason, there's just so less incentive for the studio to kind of, like, the people who are fighting for that movie, like your Patty Jenkins, your Gal Gadot, whoever are invested in that franchise, they lose so much of their arguing power when they can't point to box office, you know? It's like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, because sometimes if something's badly reviewed, you can still go, but look at all the money we made. Oh, 100% like, you can. Oh, dude. You know. No, seriously. Most of the time you can do that. Like, that's the thing. Like, all those big franchises like Transformers, Rise of whatever they're called, the, um, the Pirates movies, reviews don't matter, uh, you know, when the movies are making money. When the movie finally, the last movie generally just breaks even and when i say breaks even probably posts like you know technically a loss or whatever but it goes close enough that's when suddenly they're like okay we'll cancel it you know mm -hmm. but like when a movie like wonder woman 84 comes out the reviews weren't kind it made really no money then there's no real reason for the studio to listen to the patty jenkins go good old saying we've got the answer it's like well you don't because we can go our own direction now i will say that i think I, weirdly, Gal Gadot was very identifiable as Wonder Woman. I would say she was the biggest thing to come out of that rather than the movies themselves. I think she did play the character and look the part, you know, which is important in terms of movies, you know. But do you think they recast her, Rich, or do you think... So you're saying you think a recast rather than a new format with her? Yeah, yeah. Woman. I think... I, look, I, as I said, I think everyone needs to be recast. Mm. Yeah, well, it wouldn't break my heart. Like, uh, it wouldn't. Because here's you know. the thing, like, um, you know, I'm, I wasn't 100% on the Momoa Aquaman. Mm. Um, I wasn't 100% on the Wonder Woman, mm. uh, Gal Gadot. Um, I definitely wasn't on board with the Ezra Miller. Um, <laughs> Who, the I, don't, I don't think anybody was. Um, Cyborg, <laughs> let's be honest, was, just, um, <laughs> was, was nothing. I didn't feel anything either way. You know, it was just like a, a it just you felt nothing. Zero, yeah. You know, I mean, Zero. yes, as I said, will it be sad to lose Henry Cavill? Yes, but you you're trying to save a fra you're trying to save a world, you're trying to save a franchise, you're trying sure. to save a, yeah. uh, a, a you know, a, an IP. So sometimes yeah. you've got to say, look, we got to start again. We have to go back, build a strong foundation mm. because that's the problem. There hasn't been a strong foundation. Everything since Man of Steel has been built on a shaky um foundation because man of steel didn't set the world on fire you know people no. weren't super happy with that but they decided to build you know what i mean so again you're building it on shaky, shaky ground, ground already and now the buildings you know tilting here and oh, wobbling yeah. there and, and stuff and it's just yeah like you got to start again you got to listen we've got to start from the base build it right yeah i agree i i, I think i think you're on the money rich um and you know, you, you just you just hope that somewhere. Well, I guess they hired Gun. They've they've hired Gun, and they trust him to do it. Like at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to, doesn't it? Like, there's a reason they sp yeah. spent the money. I'm like, look, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that Gun is just sort of in charge of building a cohesive world and not in charge of any of the writing or the tone, because mm. uh, I don't want it all to be shits and giggles and like. Yep. irreverent and all that sort of crap like i don't want it to be guardians of the galaxy times 10 yeah you know like 10 properties <laughs> yeah no i hear you man i i do hear you now speaking of guardians of the galaxy i watched christmas special 
Um, yeah, I watched it as well. So I, I enjoyed it. I, are you saying, Sally, you did enjoy it, man? No, I didn't what, enjoy it. What, it's, what probably about, it's probably about 15 minutes too long. Okay. What did you like about it, man? Because I thought it was a harmless fun. Michelle thought it was a bit stupid, but but it was a bit stupid, but I thought that was part of its charm, you know? Yeah, but that's why I said it's probably about 15 minutes too long because, I mean, one, it's when you take the two over-the-top dumbasses and put them together for most of the mm. thing, it can just be a bit grating. Like, yeah. Because then again, it's supposed to be constantly funny, yeah. but it's not constantly funny. Mm. Um which is why I just think ah, uh, if if it had been fifty minutes short, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Yep. But I just kind of was like, um, and also I'll be honest with you, I didn't think it was that funny. Honestly, I mean, it wasn't it's, it's that not, funny. It wasn't. It's that not funny. terrible. Don't get me wrong. It's not awful. It yeah. it was probably just a bit too much of Drax being Drax and and Mantis being Mantis. Like when the two of them are like have their moments to be funny in yeah. in a movie, that's great. But when it's them being continuously funny for like thirty minutes, sure, like uh, you know, it, I'm kind of like, okay, it's I, I'm I'm definitely not finding it funny. I'm finding it grating now. Yeah. Um. And I mean, like, yeah, Rocket's like barely in this fucking thing. Oh, hundred um, percent. Like he's 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 a ultimate side character in this one. You know, he's barely in it. Like, I expected... I mean, expected all, I mean like, Peter Quill's barely... Like, he's really not in it. I mean, he's brief moments. Then you've got... Uh, uh, what's her name? Nebula? Is she even in it? I don't remember her being in it. Yeah, again, like, that's my point. Like, it's so... Um, and I mean, I don't know if revealing Mantis as his sister in the Christmas special was the way to go, but... I was that, was was that not knowing? Because uh, I mean, I didn't know that. Like, was that was that not known in the movies before that or anything? Because I no, it, it, everyone just thought that Mantis was his like um, like assistant, like a, uh, an alien that he found, right? And had an ability that he needed. Okay, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I haven't watched it in a long time, but I'm pretty sure it's not touched upon that they are. Technically, half brother and sister. In the in the comics, I do know that um, Steve Englehart, who we've had on the show, he co-created uh, Star Lord and Mantis. I'm I'm, mm. I'm I'm confident in saying that. I wonder if they're brother and sister in the comics. I, I, I have no idea. No, 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 they're not. Okay, well that answers that question. I was just wondering. I was just you know, it was just a speculation on my part. Yeah, well, I mean, no, because it's because in the comics. His father isn't ego. The living, <laughs> neither is it Mantis. Like that oh, was something from the movies. Okay, all right. I didn't. I didn't. I don't. I've never read any of it, so I don't know. But I, I do know that um, Stephen Gahart was saying on the show that he shook James Gunn's hand and was like, "Thanks for making Mantis a thing." Uh, you know, that's nothing like my character. Like, but thank you anyway. You know, for the check, basically. You know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mantis in this is zero. Uh, Mantis on the page, right? That's interesting, isn't it? They just. Which, again, I, want, you know. I have to. I I have to ask, right? How does that? So what you're going to have to do now is you're going to have to do an Iron Man, right? Right. Because you know Iron Man wasn't Robert Downey Jr. until Robert Downey Jr. was Iron Man. Sure. Right. Then they started making Tony Stark more. Mm. You know, uh, more like Robert Downey Jr. You know what I mean? That sort of like smarmy, 
you know, very up himself, superior. Thing. He was a bit like that, though, Iron Man. He was no, a bit what like, I, said, like, not, like, not super like that. Like, he was a little bit more of a team player, whereas Robert Downey's Iron Man wanted to be the, the smartest man in the room. He wanted to, yeah, to like be the top of the pyramid. So, um, the now the issue is like, let's say people really love Mantis. Well, no comic book that they go and find Mantis in is going to be anything like that character in the in the in the yeah in the com in the movie. Now, in saying that, yes, you can start writing the character like that, but mm. there's not going to be much material. So, do you know what I mean? It's hard to now. That's what I'm saying. Like, I guess you got to make some changes for the movie, but I think when you do it so drastic, mm. when you can make the character so drastically different. You're not going to make people fans of the comic book version because the comic version they're more like. I, basically I, I agree, but I also feel like I'm no apologies to Mantis, but oh no no no, no one do, cares, yeah. no one cares. You know, like she was. I'm a, just saying it's not going to sell comics. That's all. It's like, not, yeah, fair enough. I, Mantis, Mantis is is not the best example because again, it's not a main. But um, I don't, I don't think they're trying character. to sell comics. I, I don't even think they care. But it's what know? they did with Star Lord, like I give you a perfect yeah. example, like Star Lord became the Peter Quill from the movies in the yeah, comics. Right. After that. Yeah, yeah. But do you feel like I I feel honestly it's weird in the years since the first Guardians movie. How many years has it been rich? It's got to be close to 10 years roughly. You know, something like that. In the years between that first movie and now, I think Disney and a lot of people care a lot less about the comics now than they did then and i and, and like marvel probably were more optimistic about tap again then than they are now it just feels like the comic book division has completely missed the boat in jumping onto this movie craze and it's weird because the movies are so huge you you would think there'd be some way they could do it but it just feels like they've almost given up you know and I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah. they don't. No, they don't care about the comics at all anymore. It's, yeah. This is not about the comics. This is about making movies, TV shows, and just mm. selling new merchandise of the yeah, yeah. TV and movie. Which, for a business perspective, I can understand from Disney, but I. I'm but it's saying, just another. But it's another nail. Yeah. In the coffin of comic books. It is. It is. And, but like, if you're in, it, it feels like the Marvel comic book division. You know, because there is still one. They themselves are now seem completely powerless. They just seem completely, almost ineffectual, uh, and just uh, have been totally unable to hop on to this train that has been going for so long. And they lie to themselves that it's they're a success. They're not. Their characters in Hollywood are a massive success. You know what I think is something cool that that Japan does Mm. is. They'll actually do a, a one season or a few episodes of an anime just to promote the manga. Yeah. So, yes, uh, uh, if it takes off, then good, they'll continue. Mm. But you that's why if you, you go and say like Crunchyroll or, or uh, um, what's it, uh, Anime Lab or whatever, whatever you, you go into one of the streaming sites that do the anime, mm. you'll see a lot of just like one seasons or like, you know, five episodes, ten episodes, whatever. That's basically just stuff that they make to just sort of put out there to let people know and, and test the waters of the new mangas. But it's all to sell the mangas. Mm. Like, anime is not there 
um, the, the anime is there to sell manga. Mm. Like, yes, obviously they want to be popular, but it's there to sell the manga because the manga is still being made. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, like, like shows like Dragon Ball, shows like Naruto, like um, uh, One Piece, all this popular stuff, they wait for the mangas to, to come out with the next volume so they can do the next season or do the next arc or whatever. So the animes are there to sell the mangas, not mm. unlike in the West. Mm. They don't, again, as we've discussed, there's no communication between them. There's no cross-reading, cross-pollination, whatever you want to call it. There's no there's no coming together to say, okay, well, how can we, you know, okay, what you're going to do in the movies, all right, this is what we're going to do in the comics then, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, as I said, yeah. they will kill a character in the comics and their movie's just coming out. I know, but they're idiots. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's know. why I think Japan's nailed it. Like, <laughs> the animation is there to sell the manga, and manga is big business. If you were making things to sell the comics, then comics would be obviously doing better, but you're, do- yeah. you're not. You, no. you're, you're almost making things to kill the comics, in a sense. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I mean, let's face it, these movies make tons. The merchandise makes even more. The comics make a pitiful amount. But, like, there's, like, what I find so weird is they're failing and yet they're not trying to tap in to the huge success. So why so many times a movie's coming out with, like, let's just say Luke, you know, I know there's not Luke Cage, but let's say Luke Cage comes out, Mm. the movie. It wouldn't surprise me in the same fucking month they kill Luke Cage and replace him with, oh, a, yeah, with yeah, an yeah, Asian yeah. guy. And it's, mm-hmm. but, but it's like, why? You know, you're like, you, you know, like, who thinks this is a good idea? It's, well, I mean, again, you know, a odd. perfect example is Doctor Strange is basically carrying the new phases or is, you know, he's, he's had a movie in phase four and he'll obviously be part of phase five or whatever. So he's... Well, he's not in the comics at the moment. Um, That's funny, bizarre. What, what, what's the what's the chick's name with the white hair? Um, <sighs> I don't know, but <laughs> like, not Cersei, but something similar to that. Like, oh, I know, Clea or something. Clea, yeah, yeah, that's his it. girlfriend. She's running he's around as a, yeah. yeah, she's running around as Supreme. I'm like, why? Yeah, why would you do that when he's part of the fucking current? Um, it makes you no know, sense. Phases. Now, I will say this: I was listening to, um, and also again another ad for flashback. So. I, I so enjoy I'm so enjoying the Mark Wade flash run and the Morrison Miller flash run that I bought the Mark Wade omnibus actually. And anyway, I thought, man, I'd really like to get like an interview in depth with Mark Wade about his flash run. Just you know, about his just about his flash run. And I so I looked on um, you know, Apple Podcasts and I found one that was when Impulse was gonna be in the flash show. Remember that really horrific picture of the impulse? Remember that guy, like with the really bad picture? Um, oh fuck yeah! Yeah, but anyway, so forget forget that that. But the there's a, there's a show called the Flash Podcast. It's that's flat the Flash TV show like all the time, and the guy who runs it, he's got like a, a co-host, and they're massive fans. Anyway, um, Impulse was going to appear like that week on the show. And the guy's like a massive Impulse fan, and, and he got Mark Wade on, and Mark Wade was talking all about the character. It was interesting, right, Mark? And, and, mm. and about his flash run, like not deep detail, but but decent detail. You know, it's Mark Wade. It was interesting to listen to. Anyway, during that conversation, uh, they asked him, "What do you think is a jumping on point for Impulse?" He said, "Well, DC have just put out uh, a trade um, Impulse that runs in the family. The first twelve issues of my run." 
check it out, kids, go grab it. I mean, that's smart. Like that's getting that's that's doing it right um, in terms of the reprints. And I think with the reprints, Marvel and DC are way more know what they're doing. They it's it, with the new stuff, they're very fucking confused. But at least. Impulse, if you're a hardcore Flash TV show fan, and we know that there's people there because the show's had multiple seasons, you know? And and I've spoken to people who actually have got into Flash comics from the TV show, and which doesn't surprise me. And when they see Impulse, it's like, oh, cool, Impulse, that's a comic book character? Okay, I'll grab the trade, you know? That's Synergy. Like, so they do get it, in a sense. They do understand what Synergy is. How, how can they not match that to their current runs of stuff you know because it's it's not like they don't reboot this shit all the time <clears throat> so they they definitely it's not like they're chained to the continuity that much that they can't reboot because they do it constantly like at marvel every fucking you know it's it's rare for a, a series to go more than 12 issues so they can do it it's just they failed to do it and i and i really feel that they've missed the boat because i remember when guardians came out how heavily marvel focused on the guardians um when the Guardians movie came out. And you remember, Rich, it was... You remember how Guardians, the movie, was like the surprise hit? You know, it was this huge hit. And it was... That was when you really realised how powerful the Marvel franchise formula was. You know, like, that movie went gangbusters. Nobody knew who the Guardians were before that. And Marvel Comics made a very, very big effort to try to cash in on that. These days, they've completely... They've, they've, yeah. they've just given up, you know? But what's what I'm saying? Like, okay, let's say that um, uh, the Guardians is not a selling property, right? Mm. And you know, okay, look, we're going to try and make a movie and all that sort of stuff. That's what I said. You've got to try and and then have the comic people in on that and start already working on not not reacting after the fact. Mm. Like, go, okay, well, this comic's not well. There's not a big property. We're going to take it in this direction. Get the guys to start working. You know, we give them a script or whatever. What the characters will be like, and then we move them in that direction, the comics already. Mm. Yeah. But they never do stuff like that. No, I I actually think they've given up. And it's funny. What, what I find weird is they've given up and there's no consequence. Brevoort, that spineless coward, is still there. You know? Oh, yeah. CB sure. Sabolsky, Akira Yoshida, is still running the show. He came on with great fanfare. He's failed. That fat fool. You know, mm -hmm. um, it, the list goes on. God, too many names below those two who, guys who are just in jobs, um, and there's just no con there's no consequence for failure. Basically, you you can fail and still get paid big money. You know, and we have to listen to Brevoort. Oh my God, that guy's in love with his own voice. You know, he <laughs> thinks he is Mister Fucking Marvel. You know, and I'm like, dude. I agree, you've got a great knowledge of Marvel, but you have fucked up. The last 10 years have been a waste of missed opportunities, and you're a coward. You know, that's that. That's what grates the most with Brevoort for me. He's an absolute coward. You know, come on, Signal, answer 10 fucking questions. <laughs> no, seriously, do it. You know, and instead he hides behind the hat, and he hides behind his Tumblr account or whatever the fuck he's got going on these days. And it's just all, oh, we're doing fantastic. The movies are making so much money. Yeah, what about the comics? How come the comics mm -hmm. suck so much? How come all your reprints probably massively outsell your current material? You know, you've lost so much heat in the last 10 years, guys. Like, 
You have the characters. You have them. No one's denying that. You have fantastic characters. How have you fumbled the ball this badly? While can the Marvel, I, can I tell you yeah, something? Go. They are so lucky that um, they can lump uh, comic sales in with manga. Yeah. Because I don't know if you're aware of this. So you've, you've probably heard of uh, Demon Slayer, right? Yes. The, okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that that one volume of, of Demon Slayer like sold like more than every single Western comic combined? Really? Yeah. Like if you put every single Western comic that came out and mm. added all their sales together, Demon <laughs> Slayer still beat it. Wow. Like beat that number. In a month? Yeah. Like wow. in, 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 in the sale of that thing in, in a month. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. But that's what I'm saying. Like, but that's what they also they go. Oh, you you do, you're missing four million people. Comic sales are yeah. the best they've ever been. And it's like no, because now you've been you, you you've been yeah. supplemented by yeah. manga sales, which Let's, were never uh, part of. Hey guys, the, stop fucking trying to make Adam an idiot. Let's talk about Marvel superhero comic book sales. Like. Get, let's get specific, for Christ's sake. You know, like, when I talk about a car manufacturer, I'm not just talking about total cars sold. I, I specify in, how, what is the Toyota's doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, well, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, but you, can, you cannot tell me that in a, in, in a world where 40,000 used to be, like, chopping block, Yeah, used to be like, oh, God, we're going to get cancelled, is now considered, like, a... A top twenty fucking book, dude. Like, in, I'm sorry. In, in 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 previous decades, a hundred thousand used to be a tipping point. You know, mm -hmm. like seriously, it oh, was forty thousand. You were on the chopping block, man. You yeah. were. Oh my god, forty thousand. That's it. We don't have forty thousand. And I don't think forty thousand is very impressive, frankly. I don't. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not impressed by forty thousand. Like uh, when I say impressed, I'm talking about for mainstream big titles. Like I'm not talking about small indies here. Oh look. If you're image or an Indian and you sell forty thousand, good on you. Yeah. You've done a fantastic job. If you're Marvel or DC, no fucking way. Forty thousand is like, oh, that's 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 like selling ten copies. People like it's such a weird thing because I love comic books and and I love the characters and I love the paraphernalia and I'm looking at a bookshelf that's packed with comic book trades and hardcovers, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So I love the medium etc etc but i tell you what man my purchasing of what i consider new material inside the last 10 years it has slowed down to an absolute trickle you know in terms oh, yeah. of my, in terms of my collections like marvel and dc are lucky very lucky that they have all those years they haven't put out yet and you know and like because that is keeping them in business as comic book publishers i'm telling you uh it's crazy to me. I, I and I I don't know what the problem is. There, there's there's I'd say there's several like there's there's just distribution problems and all that kind of stuff and enticing people into stores. But dude, I'm not buying my fucking trades in stores. I'm buying them off Amazon. You know, and like they're getting delivered. You know what I mean? Like so, it's possible. You know, like if I want to buy a book, I can buy a book. <laughs> you know, like it's not yeah. that it's not that hard. You can't blame it all on that. I, I, I do believe that some of these problems are surmountable and they haven't they haven't cracked the code. And I wonder if they'll ever crack the code because they've they've had a long time to do this, you know? Well that's what I'll be honest, like I've been having this the, the this conversation is that I actually like okay, when when there's a new like Disney or Pixar animated movie I don't get any excitement whatsoever. But 
if I actually see like a new Chinese mm. animation movie coming out, I actually get excited to watch it. Right. Um, because their stuff is just more fun to watch. Like, uh, I'll give you an example. Like, there's a movie, I think it's showing now, it's only in selected cinemas. It's called um, New Gods, uh, Yang Yan. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yang Yan. And it's a really cool fucking uh, ancient Chinese epic fantasy, you know, like cool adventure thing. Yeah. And it just looks wonderful. You just think to yourself, God, that looks like a fun movie. I don't yeah. care if I got to read the subtitles. No. It just looks hella fun. Mm. And you, I just don't get that from a lot of like the Disney Pixar stuff. I don't, whenever I see stuff, like I went and watched, after we talked about last week, because I wasn't even sure what the movie was, so that strange World oh, Strange or World or something it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that trailer for it and I just was like, my God, no wonder they didn't want to advertise this because I watched that trailer and I was just like, this doesn't look fun at all. Mm. Well, it bombed big time. Whatever whatever so, it was, I, I know, mean. And, but, that, but, that's where, but that's where, you know, that's the problem is I just feel like the Western market when it comes to animation, I think they slowly started to like give a lot of ground to like China and Japan and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and when it comes to the comics, they're definitely losing the ground to to Japan, like without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, it's a shame. Well, it is what it is. You know what, dude? We've got to get you on flashbacks with me and Adam. It'd be great to have a three way conversation because we're we're only doing the last two. Yeah, we're up to the last two books of of Mark Waite's Flash Run, and then we're into the Jeff Johns. Would you be interested in coming on to flashbacks at some point? Of course, man. Oh, sweet. Well, we'll try to get you on next because we're going to try to record it. Um, another episode in December. So we're, 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 I'll, yeah, we'll try to coordinate that to get, to get you in and get you, get you, get you into flashbacks. Cause you'll be coming in a book seven and Mark White, but you've read it all, you know, like it's oh, not. Course, yeah, yeah. And also, can I say this? Like the way they write comics, you could jump in, you know, like you can jump in, you know, who fucking Flash is rich, you know, it's not your first day at the fucking races, is it? You know? Oh God! You're no. not like, fact, again, oh my I... God! Who the fuck is this Wally West? What the fuck? He can move with the speed of light. Oh Jesus! I can't understand. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, as I said, I, I thoroughly enjoy reading the old stuff, anyway. So. Yeah, I just, I just thought what a great opportunity to have you. Uh, by the way, I've got a question for you. I was having a, a chat with my friend of mine, Natalie, and shout out to Natalie. Um, we were talking about like, what is the uh, superpower you would like to have, and I'm torn between two: super speed. And like mind power, like telepathy. What 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 would you pick, Rich, as yours? Um. So the question is: Is it just like for everyday life? Let's see. You've got a superpower. You can do whatever you want with it. You could be no, but I mean, like, is it is a superpower for like fighting crime and being with it, or is it just like what superpower would you have to make your life easier? Well, it's kind of open, man. I I chose super speed, dude. I'll be honest with you. I would love to have multiple men's uh, power. That's fine. That can be your power. What's his power? Like just, he can just clone himself. Just fine. Yeah, just make f- massive amounts of duplications. Jesus, of so we'd have all these riches running around. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Well, Listen, we- that would help me tremendously. You know, I could get writing done. Yeah, I could get drawing done. Yeah. I could get gaming done. I can get the Signal. <laughs> podcast done. In fact, say- one of my clones could be sitting there, like, doing shit while the other one's doing the pot. Like, it would just, it would make life. And you can still fight crime that way. I mean, you That's know, fine, you see a crime. Yeah. Someone goes, oh, you in what army? Ha, that's the classic line. And then I just go, this army, and there's like... Yeah, there's a lot of riches suddenly rolling around. Yeah, you could solve the Hornsby crime problem with my thing, I remember, about the uh, vigilante groups. Eh, I'm too busy. I'd be too busy living, living my best life, I'm oh, afraid. Man, you couldn't loan me a couple of riches for the, for the you know, the campaign? <laughs> I just need a couple. I, 
I don't want to do anything illegal. Oh, man, I only want to do things that are illegal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference. Uh, now, we had some um, news about uh, the Frasier reboot. Uh, and the Frasier reboot, as you know, we've been following on the show. Now, it's going to follow Frasier, Kelsey Grammer, to a new city um, where he's going to be doing, I think, some sort of a reality show or something, you know, reality show, whatever, talk show. But he's not going to have a supporting cast, including Niles. And apparently the actor playing Niles uh, wanted more money and just they wouldn't meet him. And apparently... They said about the guy, David Hyde Pierce, David has become a huge star on Broadway. He doesn't need the show, so he decided to leverage, leverage his appearance to the hill. In the end, he overplayed his hand and lost. And that means that all the um, supporting characters are not going to turn up um, on um, the Frasier reboot, which is a bit of a shame, really. You know, like... Oh, you know what? I, I don't know. I feel like that's a bit of a cop-out. Because I feel like you could have so much fun in making Niles the new um, Meredith, was it? Mm. Where you you know you could have the, the 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 chick that plays his wife. Oh yeah, always coming over, but always mentioning Niles, but you never see Niles anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like yeah, that yeah. would have been a cool way to make Niles the new Meredith. Yeah, yeah. Well, I agree. Yeah, but... well. Well, see, all, I, mean, I, I have better ideas than these people. Seriously. Also, we'll see what happens, Ben. I mean, like the Frasier reboot, if it really spins off multiple seasons, they can always bring in people, you know? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, look, I would, I would have probably done it if I was him, but I would have put in a clause that if the first season is successful, because this could be a failure. Sure. Um, let, let's be honest. So I would have said, okay, look, I'm happy to do it, but if the first season is success... Yeah. Then this, then I want to like a pay increase and I want it written. You know what I mean? Like you sign that if this is like really successful uh. and takes off, that then you meet the like this money. But I probably would have done it because uh, you never know. It, it could be a flop and you, you really think this, but the, you really think the phrase is going to flop? I don't. Oh, God. Yeah. I think it has a massive potential to flop. Why? Frasier with his baked in audience. It's one of the biggest sitcoms of all time. Frasier. Okay, well, we'll see. Well, we'll see, indeed. How are we gonna? How are we going to work out if it's a flop or not, though? Because it's on regular TV. Like, how how do we work that? Well, out? if it's got low ratings and it doesn't get renewed for like another season, we know it's been a flop. Well, do we want to put a lunch on it? I'm going to say it's going to have a second season. Want a lunch? Want a lunch, Rich? Are you that confident it's going to flop? I'm not. I'm I'm positive it's it's going to have. A I'm second. confident it's going to flop. Yeah. I'll go for the one season. I, I'm more than likely we'll probably get two, but I'm happy. No, no, I'm happy to, to place my bet and, and go. <laughs> I hope someone at home keeps track of these bets because I don't. You put a bet on last show that I'm so confident I win, but I just cannot remember what it was we bet on. So I'm going to have to listen to the show and find out where we bet because I, I I feel like dude, you but you, I'm going to be honest. I think you back a lot of losing horses, man. You know. Like, let's not forget, you're the one who said at the end of next year, the Marvel Cin Cinematic Universe will be dead. That was your bet, dude. We're almost there. Did I say next year? Yeah, I think you did, man. Okay. I thought I said 2025, but could be 2023. I don't know. I don't keep track. Well, we'll have to get someone. Can the intern, when they're busy, after they found out who Gardner Fox's kids are and where he's buried, can we also find out? I want a collection of all the different I don't bits. know. I mean, there's reports saying that people haven't been happy with Phase 4 and all that, so who knows? I mean, I could be 
Here's the thing, Dave. Just because I'm wrong about the date doesn't mean I'm wrong in the end. Do you, do you know what I mean? Well, it means you're wrong about the bet. I mean, you, what are you talking about? You put a bet in the hour no, and no, you no. lost. I'm wrong about the time, but I'm not wrong about the outcome, if that makes sense. But, but, like that. but that's like saying Stop. You saying that, oh, this is going to go on forever and ever. Let's say I oh, say, no. oh, I reckon by 2023 they'll be done or they're rebooted or whatever. And then it turns out that it happens in 2024, 2025. I'm not wrong. I was just off by a year or two. Sure. But he still lost That's the bet. That's what I'm saying. Like, just because I lost the specific bet yeah. doesn't mean I turn out to be wrong in the long You can tell that to me as I'm eating the lunch that you paid I don't for. Care. <laughs> as I'm chomping down I'm, on that chicken set. I'm, I'm happy to bet with, with lunches. It's fine. Yeah. It's me. All right. Um, I've got to eat anyway, Dave. We have to eat. That's it. Now, you've got some controversial news about two of our beloved people on Signal, Jerry Conway, who's been on the show. And Mike Barron, who's been on the show many times and um, is a friend and a good friend of the show, is there some heat going on between these two? What's going on? What has Mike done? Well, it looks like someone has um, <laughs> credited Mike as the uh, creator of Punisher. Okay, he's not. He's, and, uh... No, and Jerry Conway, instead of just saying, tweeting out, hey, he's not, you need to sure, yeah. um, fix your, your article or whatever, he's sure. basically gone in there. Uh, basically saying he's not the creator. Uh, in fact, the creators of Punisher, which obviously is him, mm. um, denounce his assholery oh. and his white fascist oh. um, rep. Uh, is he calling Mike Barron a fascist? Really? He's he's <laughs> claiming of the skull or some crap. I can't remember oh, exactly Jesus. what it was, word for word. But I just thought to myself, yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think uh, I think Conway's done some fantastic stuff, created great stuff, and all that. Sure. I think these days he might be just a little bit, a little bit too far left. Yeah. Um, to to be reasonable, um, when it comes to people that disagree with him, not unreasonable in general. Sure. I just think unreasonable with people like as, as I've said to you before. It's just so funny to me that he could just say, "Look, Mike and I." Not great friends. We see things differently. He's not the creator. Can you please? You know what I mean? Well, the, I don't even think you need to say that. You could just tweet down and say, listen, myself and this person are the creator, or he's yeah. not the creator. Fix your article and all that. But he's making but it why sound is as it, if Mike Barron is the one who wrote the article. The, well, that's the thing. Article. What's so funny is that in this day and age, if you disagree with someone, it basically means they're Hitler. Or it's Stalin, crazy. Or like I mean, you know, honestly. Mussolini. Like everyone is. If someone doesn't agree with you, you're a fascist. That's I amazing. assume I. Oh, what a stupid. So it's nothing to do with Mike. It's just all Jerry Conway. Oh, just, Mike hasn't done anything. Oh, well, obviously, Jerry Conway hates Mike Barron. Wow, that's news to me. Um, it's a shame. I mean, Mike's a lovely guy, and um, Jerry Conway is extremely pleasant on the show. Um, he told some great. I think Jerry Conway is a really nice guy, right. until you disagree with him. <laughs> He's also you have views that he doesn't like. He's also an older guy, man. Like, if I don't want to bury um either of these guys, like at the end of the day, dude, he's an older gentleman, and you know maybe he got out of bed on the wrong side of the bed, and you know, I mean, clearly he's there at different sides of the coin politically. I would suggest. I mean, I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm not making excuses or giving people freebies. Like, I'm sorry. If you if you want to tweet it, then you've got to own it. I'm, I'm sorry. That, that's my new rule. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a feud, but it's more just one guy just mm -hmm. blasting. Uh, yeah, I just saw that and I thought, oh, well, you know, um, we've had both of them on the show. We've yeah. had Mike and 
you know, uh, or whatever. And I thought, well, Dave should find this news interesting. It is interesting. Um, it's a little sad, but it's it's, it's, it's it's definitely interesting. What what's hilarious is what what's kind of funny is like he's like, um, I yeah, I'm the creator of of the character that everyone identifies. Like you know how. Punish has always like slammed these days for being like a right wing single and stuff, symbol and stuff, which wrongly I think. But he, but, but, but like he's insisting, no, I created him, and and but then he's like, yeah, I created the character that you're all all worked up about. It's weird, like it's it's it's. Do you know what I mean? It's not like he's claiming this like character that's loved by the left. He's he's he he's like, I created this character. And well, my, and my parents him, and are he fascist. also tried to well he yeah but he's also tried to like claim that that the the the, the punisher isn't what he is right i, I don't like, remember quite... he was coming out saying like oh no the punisher doesn't represent that and it's like no i think it was when law enforcement and and uh like army guys were were using the skull yeah 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 i know that's and the it, big thing and, and i thought to myself yeah but it's like dude um who cares? He is, well, depending on fucking what area you're talking about, he is both a army guy and a yeah. police officer. Yeah, I, 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 I really cannot understand why civilians care so much about guys out in Iraq and Afghanistan wearing a Punisher symbol. Like, fuck you people sitting back at home in the States and here in Australia well, it, a long way from the front it, line. It's you just know? like when you say, I wish I could go out there and dispense my own justice. I do. That's all they're saying. No. When when they adopting that, it doesn't mean that they that they want to themselves go out there and just start mowing people down. What they're just saying is that they say that he represents something of like being able to take you know like well, yeah the law into his hands and like down and all that sort of right shit wrongs and, and shit you know exactly. So I'm like whatever like uh, like what, why is the balls, punish- why is the Punisher also constantly singled out? Like he's the only fucking violent character that anyone's ever created. <laughs> like, yeah, why? Well, there's been far worse, especially like, in the 90s. But dude, like, I mean, you know, and I love the Punisher. Like the Equalizer, who I love. Like the Equalizer was basically the like the Punisher, very similar. You know, older gentleman, um, brilliantly played by Edward Woodward, and currently played um, by uh, Queen Latifah. Is it? Whoever plays the equalizer now on TV, but like that character goes out and dispenses justice outside the law. How come that's okay? But like the Punisher is like, oh my god, characters have done that. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, so many fucking characters have done that. Like, but why is the Punisher the one where we're like, oh, tut tut tut? I can't believe that. Because not not all of them are ex-military and law enforcement. And again, this was during the time of BLM. Yeah. Well, BLM can fuck off there you go um no i mean especially in regards to the uh burning down of um police stations and overturning of cars and all that shit you know that's where i had a real problem and seizing city blocks as their own and all that kind of garbage that went on you know and and I'm not just targeting. Believe you me, I'm not just targeting the black population. There, there were plenty of white fucking criminals heavily involved, and you know, and it wasn't a color thing. And the second I go outside and start overturning cop cars and lighting fucking shops on fire, I'm a criminal, and I deserve the fucking punishment of the law. You know, I don't care what color you are at that point. Agree with me, Rich? 
Yeah, laws the law. I don't care what. Well, yeah, man, you're going out destroying shops and like overturning cars, all all in the name of like some you know weird fucking you know like mob mentality kind of thing going on. No, I'm sorry, no. Yeah, don't even get me started on it, man. It just pisses me off to think about it. But it'll like. Yeah, Jerry Conway needs to fucking calm down um, as well. I, you know, very much enjoyed him on the show, and he's welcome back any time. But it, it does sound like there's a little bit going on there beneath the surface, perhaps, that we don't know about, Rich, do you think? Like, maybe there's... He sounds like he's got an axe to grind, man, doesn't he? Uh, probably. I don't know. You know what I said, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't care what he's got in his life. I don't care. I'll judge you by your tweets now. <laughs> How old is he? We should get him on the show. Do you reckon he'd come on the show to address it? I mean, I don't know. Would he? I don't think he would, I don't think he would come on the show just to address that. <laughs> it's going to be a short interview. Can you address this comedy, mate? Can you can you address this tweet? He's only 70. I thought he was older than that. He's only 70. I was going to say, I thought he was 71 or 72. Well, Mike Barron's, uh, like, in his 60s, I think. Um. Mike Barron's a fucking funny guy, man. Like, I love Mike. I mean, Mike Barron's older than him. Mike Barron's 73. So, I don't know. It just, I, that's 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 odd. I, I thought Jerry Conway might have been in his 80s, might have been ailing, you know, but he's 70. No, I don't think so. He's pretty spry, I think. Yeah, okay. Well, what can we say, man? I mean, be interesting to, you know what would be interesting? Um, to moderate a discussion between the two. Yeah, well, that's it. The only thing I know for certain, yeah. Jerry Conway hates Mike. <laughs> yeah, well, that look. That's you know, the only thing I can say with any certainty. <laughs> it's like such an odd person to hate. Like Mike's such a nice guy. Like he's just lovely. Really, he's funny more than anything. Like he's a he's a jokester. You know, like uh, on his Facebook and stuff. Like he's he's kind of funny. He's a very very talented man. Um. Uh, as is Conway, but but like if I had to pick who's the funnier, Mike Barron, like definitely Mike Barron every day of the week on Facebook is amusing, it always makes me chuckle, you know. Mm. Um, I don't know, maybe Jerry Conway is taking life a bit seriously, you know. <laughs> like, some sometimes I do think, don't you sometimes think some people just take life a little seriously, like they're just mm. living and dying by the news a little bit too much. Like if I was in Ukraine fighting off Russian forces. And I'm in the middle of a war zone. Yeah, I'm taking shit seriously. But if it's just so oh my god, I'm so, you talk about people taking life seriously. You know how people I can't take seriously. Mm. There's people that go, oh my god, the way the world is right now. I couldn't bring a child into this world. Oh, Jesus, it's just so terrible. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah. Jesus Christ, people were having children during the plague, during like yeah. fucking yeah. being conquered by like. You know, other nations and during the like, blitz, you know? <laughs> like this bullshit of like, oh, you can't bring a child into this yeah. world. It's, it's like, you know, if if people had that attitude, then there wouldn't be a human fucking race because there's always been something terrible happening. That's a pathetic attitude. People, um, like, that's a pathetic attitude. Like, but but basically, I always take that as they just don't want kids anyway. So I'm like, well, that's fine. But like, yeah, but they're yeah. trying to say, they're probably trying to seem noble about it. But yeah, I can't take those people seriously. Those people are <laughs> I, like, I okay, if you don't like kids, you don't like kids. I don't fucking care. Like, I'm, I don't care. You, you know, yeah. but to turn around and go like, oh, it's oh, you can't bring a child into this oh, world. Jesus. It's so terrible. You can't do that to the child. I'm like, yeah, fucking children have been born into far worse. Well, people were being born in fucking you know, war zones. I mean, how much worse does it get? You know? Yeah. Well, just imagine being a baby being born during the black. 
Well, you know, babies, I guarantee you, they would have been, you know, probably dead, unfortunately, during the Holocaust, you know? Um, or, you know, how more grim can it possibly get, you know? Uh, yeah, like, that's a it's, a, it's a stupid point of view, which, thankfully, I don't hear very much, but I have, I have, I have heard people do it as a joke sometimes, but I've never actually heard someone seriously say that, but, you know, never... You know, but but in today's world, man, there's a lot of molly coddling that goes on. I find there's a lot of, um, you know, safe space kind of shit. You know, like, and it's just like a lot of shit these days. People, there's a lot of stuff. Every now and then, I I go on a Facebook, and I might go into a community that I haven't ever been in, and I realize there's a lot of people holding each other's hands. You know, or they're all playing the victim. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my lord. You know, like, you're all, it's a pity party, you know? That's what I always call it. It's a pity party. And you're all so fucking happy being so sad, you know? Hmm. And it's 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 ironic. Now, turning away from the fucking ills of the world um, and the Jerry Conway versus Mike Barron debate, um, there's uh, Doctor Who, William Hartnell, I believe he's, did you say he's your favourite Doctor? Um... Season two is out on Blu-ray, Rich. So I wanted to make mention of that to you. Did you make a comment to me that he was your favourite Doctor? William Hartnell? The first Doctor? Didn't you say you were watching it from the beginning? I'm confident I Oh, no, you. no, no. I said, uh, yeah, I said I'm going to watch it all from the beginning, but he's not my favourite. No, William Hartnell's not my favourite Doctor. I was going to say, that's an odd fucking pick. I mean, I, I love Doctor no. Who, and he's, not, he's my least favourite, probably. Like, mm. As I said, my absolute favourite, I, I know, again, you only got one season. Who? But um, uh, I, I like uh, Eccleston. Like, I, Eccleston's I just, good. I, I just really enjoyed his Doctor, and, I'm, uh, and he left me wanting more. Maybe that's also another reason why. More than Tom Baker? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Really? For well, me, as I said, I think it. Look, uh, my favorite before the new stuff was obviously uh, uh, Tom Baker and uh, uh, Pertwee. Yeah. Like me those too. two were like the absolute best. But Eccleston did such a really good job of like, um, uh, he was kind of like, like goofy, charming, sure. almost like this wonder. He was then, good. Yeah. Like, but, then, but no, but then just in like a sweat, like something would happen and he would become like mean. Mm. You know what I mean? Like become like ice and rage. And and like, I, you know what I mean? Like there was this duality to him, which again, I only got to see. Now, they did continue it with um, Tenant. Um, uh, but it wasn't quite the same. Like no. I just, there was just something about Echo's performance that I just, I wish I could have got more of it. And I think oh, he's yeah. my favorite because I was... I got this really good season and then nothing after that. So it's yeah. just kind of like left it in this like almost like pristine, like unblemished. He was very good. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll look with you all that. season and that's it. Like, yeah. Pff, and it's like, you know, and that's sometimes a good thing because he's, he hasn't really got any bad seasons or bad episodes to sort of diminish his performance, I guess, which is why it kind of stays up there for me. Sure. Yeah, fair enough, man. I like, but anyway, will you pick up the William Hartnell Blu-ray? I've got all, all the Tom Baker and John Pertwee's they've put out so far. Um, not at the moment because I mean, I've got, I've got it all on the Brit Box and all that. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. So, are you watching it from the start? Yeah, I've got <laughs> only about like five episodes in, but yeah. there's other stuff. It's it's when I've got nothing to watch or I've got well, dude, like some of his Dalek episodes are excellent. Like, look, oh, yeah. William Hartnell knew what he was doing, but it, but for me, it's like I always preferred uh, Patrick Troughton to him. 
you know, for, who was the black and white, uh, the second Doctor. I, I, yeah, I, I, doctor, yeah. I liked his Doctor a lot. And in fact, if well, he, he, done, yeah. he brought in a little bit more of the goofiness. He certainly did, yeah. Yeah, the cosmic hobo, as they used to call mm. him, you know, yeah. No, I liked him a lot. Um, he had some good storylines too. But, I mean, you can't give it up for William Hartnell. He was the guy who um, really kick-started the franchise. And uh, he obviously the first Dalek episode was him. Uh, I think Dalek Master Plan. Uh, the great first appearance of the Cybermen in the Tenth Planet, which is the regeneration sequence, which was, I, I imagine that was just um, revolutionary at the time because he was failing in health in real life. Yeah. And when they made the decision, that was a great fucking decision by the BBC to do that, you know, to do the regeneration. I don't know if you've watched the um, the, the, the docu-movie they did on... on Adventures the- in Space and Time. I haven't yeah. watched it. Is it worth watching? You should watch it. If yeah. you're a Doctor Who fan, I, I highly recommend that you Yeah, watch it. I want to watch it, man. I, I actually want to. Um, in fact, the guy that plays him in that mm. ended up playing him in the... Yes. Um, in the, the the was it the two appearances or just the one? That- uh, I think he was he's was been two. in it twice. Yeah, no, yeah. he was he right around the same time. He was it was like the fiftieth anniversary or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think he's I think he's turned up at least twice. Once very that, that briefly. Actor, I can't remember his name. He was he was the, the the caretaker in the Harry Potter movies, but he was also in the Strain. He played the the Jew. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah Doctor Who. Uh, first Doctor, I'm going to type in the guy. He was very good, he, and he was in Adventure Space and Time, wasn't he? Yeah, you should watch it. If you haven't watched that, I do recommend. Yeah, no, I, I want to watch that. And, um, yeah, man, I'm pumped for more Doctor Who. I'm, I'm kind of glad that um, Tennant's coming back for this, um, for, for this, uh, you know, I guess reprising his role, you know? Um, I mean, after the disaster of the Chibnall era, you know, and I do, I do consider it a disaster. Um... You know, would you agree with me on that one, Rich? Definitely disaster. I can't say I'm excited for ten. No, I feel like it's it's going backwards. I just, you know, um, I, I'm okay with him. You know, like when they had him come up when uh, Matt Smith when they did a crossover. You know, because it's always fun, and Doctor Who's always done that. Yeah, they've got past doctors to come in and feature in an episode or two. You know, because they're traveling through space and time and all that sort of stuff that they may cross paths with each other, but actually having him regenerate back into tenant i know it's only for like what uh like a mini season yeah or yeah yeah, like yeah. but i i don't know i feel like that's uh, again that's it's it's breaking but i suppose it doesn't matter they've broken the law they've broken so. it da- down so much but the guy's name is david bradley that we're talking about yeah, david bradley that's it yeah i mean now i'll tell you what he, he yeah i'm you know what i'm gonna watch it this weekend I'm going to watch it this weekend. And I'm also going to watch Tomb of Cybermen, which is one of my favourite episodes of The Second Doctor. I think The Second Doctor had some really good storylines as well, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, man, they're all fucking good. Like, the thing back in The First Doctor, uh, that was when they were still deciding whether it was going to be a sci-fi show. And there was a lot of historical episodes that didn't mm-hmm. feature sci-fi. Like, they had Doctor Who and the Romans and stuff, which kind of makes sense sometimes. And, like... I don't know, like, Tom Baker did a lot of good... Ever, ever seen Mask of Mandraga, I think it's called? Um, it's it's probably one of my favourite Tom Baker episodes where they go back to Italy during Renaissance times or medieval times. Excellent. I think that you could do a really good Romans episode with a little bit of sci-fi, but not too much, you know? 
Whereas I think back in William Hartnell's era, they were they were switching between some fairly dry sci-fi episodes, fairly dry historical episodes, with some genuine sci-fi episodes. The the show was still finding its feet, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This was back in the you know early sixties, so Doctor Who debuted in sixty five. So I'm looking at my blue, not my Blu-rays, much just my um my uh, DVDs. Yeah, and I've got Dalek Invasion of Earth, which is a fucking classic, and I've got Tomb of the Cybermen. I wouldn't mind watching both of those this weekend. Um, it's good stuff, good stuff, man. Like you know, you can't go past some of that classic Doctor Who, can you? Really? Oh, no, you can't. I will say this though, um, but they're respected. The property and the law and the character. Oh, 100%. Um, I will say this. Something I do find hard is the animation. They, they put out several of the uh, Second Doctor episodes recently, and I would watch them if they were animated well, but the animation is so poor, Rich. Like, you should check it out. Ch- type in Doctor Who Fury the Deep Animation, and you'll see what I'm looking at. I can't bring myself to spend the money to watch them. They just look. The animation just looks terrible. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about they look. It actually looks worse than the DC stuff. Oh, it's <laughs> awful! It's painful. Like I'm like, why like cheap like kids Barbie yeah. animation quality type stuff and all that? It's horrendous. I don't understand why they do that. Like these are good stories. Like no one's disputing that, and you've got all the um, technology to do a decent animation. Like just decent. Give me decent. But it's so bad. That a Doctor Who? Would you say I'm a died in the wool Doctor Who fanatic? I think I am. You know, uh, considering that even this new shit hasn't turned you off, yes. Yeah, and I and but I cannot bring myself to spend the money because I'm just like it just looks so bad. And you could do a decent no, job. Does. Yeah, I, so I, I I I think it's a crime. I would rather listen to the audio of those. Well, I was going to say, I, yeah, I, if I was them, like Jesus Christ, if if that's the quality of the animation you can do, rather just do it as a radio drama. You got it, man. You got it, dude. Patrick Tharman, he's passed away, unfortunately, sadly. Um, yeah, I think he cashed out in the late 80s. Great, 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 great actor. Um, was always happy to reprise his role as a doctor as well. Always always really liked him. I always felt if he'd had a lot more, if, well, if he had any colour episodes, I would have been all over his stuff. But the fact was, in Australia anyway, what they repeated all the time was from John Pertwee. So they'd go John Pertwee and play it every day, every weekday at about 5.30. They would play it from John Pertwee's first episode, which was the first colour episode of Doctor Who, all the way through to whatever the current one was, you know, at the time in the you know late 80s. And then mm-hmm. they'd go, start again. They'd go back to the start of John Pertwee and they'd just play it mm-hmm. through again, which was a great way to do it. But um, they never went back and did the first two, because it was in black and white, which is a far harder sell at 5.30 to an audience, you know, mm. um, in, you know in, the, in, in the 80s and 90s. But anyway, I have a question for you. I came across this on Facebook, Rich. Are we living in a baby universe that looks like a black hole to outsiders? It was on this, it was on this um, site called The Big Think, and I was like, wow. Are we in a baby universe that looks like a black hole to outsiders, Rich? That's an interesting thought. Yeah, who knows, man? Are we just a uh, flat disc on a tortoise's uh, back uh, <laughs> on on four elephants? Like fucking, like seriously, man. Like, I mean, I yeah, I mean, we're not on a tortoise's back, though, man. We know that. How do you know? How do you know? Well, we're on a globe. Universe isn't just being carried in a in a in a celestial ball by a baby. 
Sure. You know, and bubble. Well, fuck, you know, it's this stupid fucking thought. Like, like, oh, thought experiment. Yeah, good for you, man. Enjoy your thought experiment. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, Hellboy taught David Arbor not to fuck with beloved IP. I mean, that Hellboy movie was a colossal bomb. Um, oh, God, it was so bad. Yeah, it was really bad. And, and David Arbor did nothing to salvage it, in my opinion. I can't believe how much of that movie takes place in, like, daylight. Mm. When you compare it to the uh, the original two movies as well, which I think were very good, you know? I enjoy oh, those. Look, I don't. I don't have. Look, okay. I, I enjoy the the first two movies. It's got that uh, Del Toro flair, oh, oh. all that sort of stuff. But my God, if you were going to reboot it and you were going to maybe take it into more horror, oh. you know, maybe go for that R rated, but like horror, Hellboy, demons, oh. whatever. I, I think you could have done something very entertaining. But the problem is, is you try to do it like a, a superior action movie mm. in the vein of Del Toro, but without the Del Toro charm yeah. and creature design and, and all that sort of, you know what I mean? It came across yeah. almost a bit generic. Yeah. And I think you should have, they should have gone for a horror theme, like dark, like gloomy, like evisceration. Like, I think they should have gone like super dark with it. Evisceration. I like the sound of that, man. Okay, just just to be the opposite, just so that you can say you're doing something different, you're taking the yeah. property in a different direction. Because you know, I mean, that Hellboy, I mean, property about demons and hell, you can take it down a darker path if you want. You know, hundred I mean? percent, like, yeah, yeah. And again, the comic books have always felt dark, like, uh. like not not necessarily like like graph, but I mean, like it's, the, the world is always dark, uh. always in shadow, always like you could have done that, but no, you just wanted to make a, a superhero flick. It felt like a bad. It's like, again, someone back in the 2000s and the 90s said, oh, let's do an, uh, we're just going to do a comic book movie, but we're just going to make it a basic bitch action story. You know what I mean? Like an action movie. Got to have lots of action. No, you don't. Hellboy actually doesn't have to have that much action in it. Totally. Yeah. Hellboy can be a bit cerebral. It can. It can, but for a movie, though, you know, how cerebral do you really want it? Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is that they just went a bit overboard with just trying to do these action set pieces to make it feel like a Marvel movie. I feel. Yeah. I always, the, the problem with his Hellboys, it felt like it was trying to be a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, that's what they're all trying to do, you know. So they're not alone. But they were. David Arbor didn't help matters, you know. No. Yeah. Very, very. Oh, that was like an ugly fucking Hellboy. <laughs> very, very limited actor. Oh, by the way, sorry. Something I wanted to say in the um, Guardians of the Galaxy um, Christmas special. Mm. Jesus Christ, how fat does Dave Bautista look in the fa- in the face now? Yeah, yeah. His he's, face is so fucking round. He's pumped. Yeah, yeah. He's he's filled up. That's for sure. Yeah. It was so weird watching it. Going, my God, his face is so. Round. I'm not. I'm not trying to be a dick. I get it. We all get older. Put on weight, but. You know, go back and watch him in the early movies and you go look at this now and it's like a round ball. It's like his head's become a round ball. Yeah, so no, I noticed that. He was like a soccer ball. I, I meant to say that when we were talking about it. I just remembered because we were talking about uh, David. <laughs> uh, now, Margot Robbie is talking about Harley Quinn again. She says, no, I've had enough of a break. I'm ready to do her again. I did Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad back to back. So that was a lot of Harley in a one-year period. But that was a while ago now. I'm always ready for more Harley. Uh, she said she would uh, like to see for the character in the future, particularly an on-screen romance between Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. I've been pushing for that for years. I, couldn't, I cannot tell you how hard I have been pushing for that. I want it too. Honestly, when I pictured, 
I always picture like Poison Ivy in the comics. I don't really picture an actress doing it, but I agree that would be so good. Um, good to hear that um, she's wants to do more Harley Quinn. Uh, from my perspective, I know you're not the biggest fan, Rich, but um, I think she played a very, very, very good Harley Quinn. Um, and I am all down for like a girls' night out kind of thing. Good news for you, buddy. Yeah, Gotham City Sirens, man. How many times have I pumped that up on the show? You know, bring it on, Catwoman, Harley Quinn, and um, Poison Ivy. There you go. It's 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 money to be made. I'll, I I will read or watch the superior version. I don't need Margot Robbie's version of that. I love Margot Robbie. Uh, Prime Video surpasses Netflix to become the streaming service with the highest number of paid subscribers in the US. Um, I mean that is in well, packaged into that, Prime. Well, I was going to say that doesn't surprise me because yes, it's it's uh, it doesn't just get you a streaming thing. It no. gets you, I think, the music. It gets you free delivery. books. I know there's um, I get there's free downloads of books that I'm getting. Not necessarily yeah. a book of my choice, but yeah. it gets you some free shit, and as well as it gets you discount on on Amazon Prime. So, uh, of course, it is, but yeah. it's not because not because of the stream. In fact. I actually haven't been on Amazon Prime in a while to watch anything. I probably should pop on there, see if there's anything actually new and worth watching. But yeah. even I haven't popped on that in a while. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I haven't been on, I haven't been on there uh, heavily in recent years. But that's not to say that I couldn't make a comeback. You know? Don't oh call look, you. I always comeback. check in every now and again. So even the ones that I've kept and I don't go on there, I still don't go like. Um, um, I don't use him that regularly. That's the mm. thing. Like at the moment, I'm using Binge because I'm watching the Star. We're watching Stargirl and and Doom Patrol. Well, we're finishing Doom Patrol first, yeah. then we're gonna start Stargirl. The new season just so, started, didn't it, man? Yeah, season four. Yep. Uh, you're you're really enjoying it, aren't you? You and your girlfriend have been enjoying. Yeah, that we're one? we're into season three. It's such a wacky show, man. It's really enjoyable. I really should watch it, shouldn't I? You know, it's probably something. You should, it's definitely it's definitely up your alley with the weird shit, man. Yeah, I know. I should, I don't know what I'm doing with my life sometimes that I haven't not watching it. Like, but yeah, hey, look, know. it took me a while to get on board as well. So, I've been know, watching I'm, a lot of Smallville. Feel though. Too bad. Well, for me, my spare time when I've had it uh, has been watching Smallville. Like I've been slogging through that, and that's 22 episodes a season. So that's what that's that's where I've been. Oh, doing. You, you're going to be spending that. Or you're going to be doing that for a while. <laughs> yeah. No, but I might take a little break. I take a breather every now and then. I watch a lot of Kojak as well. Like when I tire of the superhero stuff, I, I I've got I've got all the seasons of Kojak, and I'm watching that. I love that show, man. Telly Savalas, you know. Yeah, actually, I can't do that. I I kind of need to finish what I'm watching. I need to take a breather every now and then, man. I need a breather. But when I'm in the zone, like I've been with Smallville all week, I've been pumping through like two, three episodes a night. You know. Um, yeah, James Gunn tweets out Blue Beetle from 2023, so he won't do Wonder Woman. He won't do um, Henry Cavill, but he will do. Um, well, Blue here's the thing, Beetle. though. Blue Beetle doesn't have to be tied to anything. No, I agree. Jamie That's Ray, yeah. you can you can do it. Here's the thing: I think they should they should do little things like do Shazam, do Blue Beetle, fucking do a boost of gold because you can kind of keep that separately. They can be their own self-contained stuff mm. and then just focus on the big seven. Yeah. You know, get those right, build a, a shared universe of the big seven. If the other ones don't fit in as who gives a fuck? Like it can still be just enjoyable movies on their own, you know, that maybe one day can fit in or, or, or do a cameo, but just do these little movies. Blue Beetle is fine. It yeah, I agree. Blue Beetle doesn't yeah. have to tie in with anything at all. Blue Beetle, like, from what I've seen, look, I'm no expert on Blue Beetle, 
But from what I saw in that Brave and the Bold episode with Jamie Reyes, I thought it seemed like a hell of a lot of fun, and I thought that that depiction of that character with the, what do you call it, the scarab, um, I thought it seemed really cool and interesting um, to me, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, hey, no. look, I enjoyed the, um, as much as I am a Ted Cord um, fan, mm. I actually did enjoy and collected the Jamie Race um, uh, run when, when he took over, when he became the Blue Beetle, and it was actually very enjoyable. Yeah. I actually very much enjoyed it. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, there was some news here about Don Cheadle expressing his thoughts on James Rhodes' uh, War Machine in the MCU, stating that he thinks the character War Machine hasn't been explored at all up to this point. Uh, he expressed excitement at the chance to finally explore the character in Armor Wars. Who are his friends? What are his relationships? What does he want? I'm not complaining, but I don't think I don't think we know anything yet. He said the character, a.k.a. War Machine, will be explored deeply in Armor Wars, joking that fans will even learn what side of the bed he sleeps on and what his favourite ice cream flavour is. Um, Also, apparently, Rich, uh, MCU's damage control will reportedly play a significant role in Armor Wars. Uh, He's been doing the role since 2010. He's appeared in more than six MCU films, but the character has always been tied to Iron Man or other members of the Avengers. Uh, he thinks Armour's will be a major point in his arc. It's a rebirth in a way. It's coming back to the character, but we've never gone to the place we're about to go to in this show. So I feel in some ways we're just get, starting to get to know him after all this time. I've got more news on it, Rich, but what are your thoughts, man? Because I am pumped for Rhodey. Man, wow. Even though it was your voice, John Chittle's words were really putting me to sleep there. Wow. Wow. Really? Because I am all no the way down. Gives a- about his war machine. I love War Machine, dude. No, 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 no. I didn't say the comic book War Machine. I said no one gives a fuck about his war well, machine. Well, I do. Why? Cheadle's awesome, dude. God, no. As I said to you before, I'm sorry. When I see you look at a Don Cheadle, I don't see a, I don't see a manly military guy that should be called War Machine. Sorry. What do you see? He's kind of thin, man. He's kind of slight. I see a weedy little probably comedian. <laughs> He's funny, man. Have you ever seen him in House of Lies? That is a great show. Yeah, again, he's a, he's a great comedian. He's a funny guy. I do not see War Machine when I look at him. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, is War Machine a big guy? I, I don't know. It's all well, the armor. A, well, yeah. I mean, he was fucking uh, Tony Stark's bodyguard. He was ex-military. He should yeah. be fucking uh, buff. <laughs> But was he? Was was Rhodey ever buff? I don't know if he was. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. Let's have a look. Definitely, he definitely should be buffer than I am. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, Cheadle's probably even older. No, fucking no, Jesus Christ! The, 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 Robert Downey Jr. looked more buff than fucking twiddly little uh, <laughs> Don Cheadle. Man, seriously. Who's older? I think Cheadle's... I don't good. think Don Cheadle had a single bit of muscle on him. For God's sake, Don Cheadle's got to be. He's probably sixty. You know, probably. Well, Tom Cruise is in great shape for 60. Yeah, but but he's in great shape. I mean, in the sense that, like, he's got no weight on him. He's lean. Cheadle. Yeah, he's 58. He's 58. He's 58, man. He, dude, he's in... Look, I'd like to be in the shape Don Cheadle's in, dude. He's he's wiry, you know? I'm I'm looking at pictures of Don Cheadle here, man. Hashtag not my road. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not my I mean, I'm sorry. yeah, I don't know what to say, man, other than 
he's not going to bulk up at his age. There's no way Cheadle will I don't, No, I don't want Cheadle in the role full stop. Oh, so. I see what you're saying. You're just standing. Well, dude, that, that ship sailed. You know, he's been. Yeah, yeah. But I also don't care. And I don't care about his projects. And I don't care about what they're doing with him because <laughs> I don't care. Well, you're going to be watching the show, though, man. So that's the thing. You're going to be watching the movie. So, you know, you're going to have to review it's it for Signal. I hope I'm not busy those days. <laughs> so, anyway, we've got more about, about Cheadle and War, and War Machine. Uh, while Armor Wars was originally announced as a Disney Plus show, Marvel have since announced it will release as a feature film. Um, the studio executive, Nate Moore, said, Our Disney Plus shows are awesome, we love them, but the budgets are not the same as the features. That's not secret. Uh, he expressed his excitement about how much more they're able to do with different types of armor now that they have the budget of a feature film and believes this is a better way to honour the legacy of Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Cheadle stated that um, in the aftermath of Tony's death, that his Stark tech is getting out and being accessed by the wrong people. It's up to War Machine to recover all the tech and face anyone who may get in his way. And as Marvel does, it's an all, also an opportunity to take the mythology and tip it on its head a little bit and come up with different ways to tell the story. So it's doing that and has been done that in spades. Obviously, Armor Wars was uh, an Iron Man uh, storyline in the 80s because it was actually the first comic I bought, Rich. Um, mm. was an Iron Man comic where he had a little, uh, I want to say, pushing contest with Captain America, in fact. Um, and I think I've referenced on the show before. And, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was David Michelini's run. I recall it strongly. It was a great run of Iron Man. Um, but Cheadle's taking the, the spot. My memory of, I'll tell you when I became aware of War Machine, playing uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. Uh, and um, it was X-Men versus not X-Men vs. It was Marvel versus Street Fighter, and War Machine came out um, with the big cannon, and I thought, this guy's got all the answers. You know? he's Yeah, he's, that War Machine was cool, bro. Yeah, it was fucking cool. Well, I've not liked, this War Machine. Well, I mean, Cheadle's got a point. What do we know about War Machine? Other than he's like um, Tony's best friend, you know? That, that's uh, I know that Don Cheadle wasn't right for the role. Does that count? Forget about that for a second. Put it aside your anti-Cheadle bias. The character of War Machine hasn't been super explored. He had Let the mo- side characters be side characters. We don't have to have a fucking TV show and a movie about every single fucking side character. <laughs> Let but- side characters be side characters. Yeah, man. But, you know, like many a side character has risen to prominence, dude you know, over the years, was originally a side character. Like Robin was a side character, you know, and now he's got, like, shows, you know. He's in Titans. There's plenty of characters that were side yeah, characters. Yeah, he put in the work, man. He put in the work. There's been no work done on fucking War Machine, man. Uh, yeah, War Machine has kind of been in the in the, in the the shadows of Iron Man for some time, I feel. I mean, they've been War Machine. I mean, the, the guy has literally no stories that they've got to give him a fucking Iron Man story. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's understandable. I mean, he he's got the same kind of armor. It's Stark Tech, you know. I don't mind that. Like, that's just that's just like Robert Downey Jr. is not doing it. He's way too expensive. Let's get Cheadle. You know, we've got Cheadle on the starting box. He's a star anyway. Che- people like Cheadle. You know, you might not like Cheadle, but I like Cheadle. Um, and... I like Cheadle in other things. I just fucking hate Cheadle in this. <laughs> Cheadle was absolutely great and hilarious in the Oceans movies. He Loved was him good. In he was good. He was I playing. Don't a, like him in this. He was playing the Sammy Davis role. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was great in the in the in, the, yeah. in those movies. Yeah. I don't hate him. I just hate him as 
as Rhodey, aka War Machine. I'm sorry. I just, yeah. I just think it's completely miscasting. I don't. I just don't even know how you even got there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Terrence Howard was the original, and they had to recast. You know. Yeah, but even that was not a great choice either. I'm sorry. No. No. Who would you have hired? Well, I'm going to throw something out. What about some thug off the streets? You know, you, you hire a guy who's like a gang guy with no real acting ability, but you feel he's got a, a look. Do you think you could have coaxed a performance out of him, Rich? Uh, no. Not unless they have a passion, even if it's an amateurish passion for acting. I just think I just grabbed anyone off the street and said, right now, act. No, I don't think I could get the, the right performance out of him. Do you like my questions? I... Well, your questions certainly do make me think. I will give you that, though. <laughs> yeah, you, do, you, you, do, you do throw some loopy ones out there. Well, I just thought you want this bulky guy. What about picking, like, a genuine, like, a drug fucking, you know, No, look, he does dealer. have to be a bulky guy, but I just needed to look like he was in the military at some point. Now, okay, to be fair, maybe he's Air Force, so I don't know. Who fucking knows? Maybe they're just like, oh, he's Air Force. He can be spindly. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway, I, like, well, there's a lot more War Machine coming and we're going to find more about him because Cheadle says we've barely scratched the surface, which I agree with. I, I think, I don't think he's been given a lot of room to really shine, you know? And I think, I think you're going to sit back after a while and go, wow, Cheadle brought it this time. Yeah, I agree. There's another physicality, Rich. That's that's a bet I'm willing to take because I know you'll lose that bet. No, I'm not taking that bet. That's more of a comment <laughs> than a bet from me. Um, Nobody Two's filming next year. I really enjoyed Nobody One. Wowee. Yeah, it was pretty. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, what's the guy's name for Better Call Saul? I always forget his name. Um, Breaking Bad. Oh fuck. Uh... Oh my god. I, I I've had a complete memory blank. I can't even recall the guy's name. I really enjoyed it. Um, let's have a look here. Uh, Breaking Bad Saul. Um, Saul. What? What is the guy's name? He was so good. Uh, mm. um, oh yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. <coughs> Odenkirk. Sorry, I must choke to death there. Um, fantastic actor. Uh, someone who I think always brings in a role. He was really good in Nobody. Have you seen it, Rich? Yeah, yeah. It was actually. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yep. Um, so there's more of that coming. Uh, Nobody too. I think I feel like watching the original again. Now the Flash will speed into theaters, Rich, after being delayed for it feels like five years, sooner than expected, as Warner Brothers moves the release up by a week. Um, can you, <laughs> you know, like it's only five years late, but now it's a week earlier. So there you go. Yeah, I was going to say, but also like, but it's so stupid. It's it, like people were reporting on, oh, they've got a lot of confidence in this project. They're moving it up a week. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? How much of the Kool-Aid are you guzzling? You know? Mm. Oh, God, yeah. No, Pathetic. Week. What, a, what a fucking difference, eh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, there what, must be some movie that's coming out that they're worried about. Yeah, they, I agree. I totally agree with you. Like, they want to get this Flash fucking movie finally out, probably so they can do exactly what you're talking about, a complete reboot in this Flash thing, like, which is fine. You know, I the logic of that, I'm behind. But, yeah, they're worried about some movie where they're like, oh, that's going to take any attention out. We need to get this movie out to have at least a week for it to be number one so we can at least say that, you know? Um, yeah, we need an extra week of it being the number one. Um, you know, it's like, it's like when they're saying, like... Um, you know, oh my god! You know, Wakanda forever. It's like 
doing so well. It's 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 spending another week on top of it. It's like yeah, because nothing. Yeah, there is literally no got, competition for it no at all. Here. Let's actually have a look at the box office on what kind of have. I want to see if it's um how it's traveling. I mean, I know it's as you say, it's against very weak competition, which which can be you know is a credit to um to Marvel really. If they've picked, if they picked that moment and it makes the money. That's great. So it's made seven hundred and thirty-seven million worldwide so far, which is which is excellent. Um, it came out what November eleven, so it's been out almost a month in the states. Just a tick under four hundred million in the states, three hundred and forty million worldwide. So you would think? Do you think that'll hit a billion? Mm. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Actually, looking at those numbers, um, and I did say I didn't think it would make a billion. Remember, I said that. Uh, I said that on yeah. the show that I thought it would make about well, no, hundred. I think it's very telling that usually, obviously, movies make more worldwide mm. than in the states mm. Often. to make that billion. Often. to make that, well, especially to make that billion dollars. Hundred percent. The fact that this has made more money in the states and less money worldwide, I just don't think there's a. Yeah, I don't, I don't think worldwide is going to get it over the. And I, I'm also like, who fucking cares? I haven't seen it yet, and I see everything for the show normally. You know, uh, Michelle and myself said the other night we'll we'll happily watch it on Disney Plus on streaming. You know, but um, I have I, I I I just do not care. You know, I'm just like I don't fucking care about fucking you know She Panther Shuri, and um, and Namor looks ridiculous. Um, I am interested in Namor what they do with him, but I'm like, man, I don't give a fuck about this movie. You know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, push absolutely, man. Like, uh, the, the, yeah, I got one. I think Namor looks fucking dumb terrible. as fuck. Yeah, um, terrible. And yeah, I mean, I was barely interested when it was T'Challa. Yeah, yeah. and the fact that it's like not T'Challa has just dropped that from like like zero percent to minus. You know, if it had been like, T'Challa, I would have gone and seen it solo. Michelle probably wouldn't have gone, but I would have seen it solo. As I think I saw the first one. You know, out of obligation to the show, but I just felt nothing. I, 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 the audience, to me, isn't crying out like that listens to the show. No one's crying out for Black Panther. So I'm like, I'm not going to put myself through it. I'll watch it on streaming and I'll give it an honest review. But, like, in a way, my review so far has been, no, thank you, you know? Yeah, look, I mean, uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't – I know there's certain things we do have to watch for the show and all that, but sure. I really don't like to hate watch things. I know no, a lot no, of people do love to hate watch so that they oh, can, yeah. I don't have time for that, man. Moan and, and, and all that stuff. But I'm like, I don't. I, I like myself too much to hate watch something. Do you know what I mean? Like, why would I want to sit there and pick something apart and be miserable? Look, if I'm unsure about something, I'm happy to, to, to watch it to see if I'm wrong or see if I'm right. But if I know, yeah, like, that I'm not going to enjoy something or that something's terrible or whatever, then I'm like, why would I, why would I subject myself to watching it just? Just so I can be miserable. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, look, you know, yeah, I just, like, I'm sorry. I, I don't care about Buck Panther that much in the first place anyway. Like, just in general, like, he's never been a character that I've really gravitated to. And I thought the original was decent. I, I, I quite enjoyed it. But unfortunately, he passed away. And, I mean, I just don't care about the replacement team, you know? And Namor, if Namor looked I mean, better... I, I think I'd be more interested, but I thought Neymar looks absolutely ridiculous. You know, I the reason that I like the first Black Panther movie has got nothing to do with the quality of the movie and the actors and all that. 
it's the fact that you have people on the left praising isolationist nationalist what's this country so basically wakanda yeah, is yeah. a segregationist nationalist yeah they're in their country. own little bubble or something they, they? yeah no but they believe in a wall right. to keep people out Oh. And these are the same people oh, no. who love this movie. We're going and go, political. Oh, God, yeah, we got black. Oh, the same people are saying, how dare you? It's racist to have a wall yeah, or it's racist to like be nationalist. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, yeah. that's why. And I'm like, but yet you absolutely love and praise a movie where all the black characters are basically nationalists. Close yeah, borders. that's a good point. I didn't even think of well, that. I, I just, that, the reason, that's the reason I love that movie is because it just shows people's hypocrisy. I don't know. That's the reason I love it, not for anything else. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, um, yeah, it, like it's, yeah, I, I, that's not the reason I don't want to watch it. I just don't care that much about Black Panther and especially don't care about Shuri, the replacement Panther and like Ironheart and the fucking Polynesian. Oh my God, I forgot that they Ironheart in this movie. <laughs> yeah, Ironheart to me is a zero and um, the Aztec Namor, I'm just like, really? This is like where we're going with this shit now? Like... Yeah. Oh, did you hear how they say his name in it? How? I've always said Namor. Is that wrong? No, no, no. Namor. Oh, Jesus. So just with it's like pronounced a, Namor. So with a sort of Spanish accent or something. Yeah. Namor. That's his name <laughs> now. Namor. He's suddenly a fucking bullfighter. <laughs> I am Namor. He That's does it. He, he really needs the red thing, the, you know, the, the, the wave of the bulls. That's how it sounds to me. It's yeah. like... Antonio Banderas is playing him all of a sudden. Couldn't, you know? couldn't go with Namor, couldn't go with Namor. They had to go with Namor. He's played by Antonio Banderas doing a uh, Spanish accent. Dude, if, can I be honest with you? <laughs> if that was being played by Antonio Banderas, I would fucking go watch that movie. I'd be if Antonio Banderas was cast as, as, as Namor, I would fucking be like, Dave, we have to go watch I wish he was. I fucking, yeah. I, I love Antonio Banderas. I love uh, Antonio Yeah, no, I, I wish he was. Instead, it's being played by some guy doing apparently like an Aztec take, which is an odd take, you know. But oh, that's not his decision. That's obviously no. I know, I know. But like that was that was an odd decision by somebody. They're like, you know, let's make him Aztec. I'm like Aztec. Okay, I get. I mean, Aztec culture is at least cool visually. I mean, I guess. But I thought their name looked absolutely ridiculous, and I thought the special effects in the trailer looked poor as well. Um, you know, when he was flying and yeah. kind of bouncing. Well, I don't, yeah, I mean, does, I don't think Atlantis is associated with Aztecs and Mayan culture, is it? No, I don't think it's Atlantis in the movie, though. I think they've changed it from Atlantis, man. Oh, is it? So, I, it's not, oh, so I, he's not from Atlantis anymore? I Don't quote me on that. I haven't seen the film, but I think, I thought I saw something where apparently he comes from somewhere else. I think they've ditched Atlantis. Okay, fair enough. I think, I think. I think it's... They've they've picked a more Mexican American, Mexo American. Maybe that's the distance from Aquaman. Probably, um, yeah. I mean, I've always felt the battle of who cares less between Aquaman and Namor. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's very true. yeah, Namor's greatest moment was when he banged Sue Storm. That was that was his that was his finest achievement. Like where he, where he knocked on the door of old Sue Storm and grabbed a cup of coffee. You know. Um, I've always rated him for that. Now, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is reportedly close to settling on a new name for the HBO Max streaming service. Uh, instead of HBO Max or Discovery Plus, I'm not sure what they're going to call it. I think they're just going to call it Max. 
That's what I think Correct. I saw. But it's yeah. just been called Max. Okay, which makes sense because it's it's more than just HBO anyway. So I, I you know I always wondered why it was called HBO Max when it's the library is not just HBO shows. It has all that DC content. It has all the a lot of Criterion Collection stuff, Turner Classic Movie stuff, a lot of sitcoms. So you know, it is what it is. It's still one of my favorites. I it's the streaming service I use the most personally because it tailors into some of my interests. You know has all that DC material, has all that HBO material. Just that alone is enough for me to keep watching. I'm, I'm watching Deadwood. That's the other show that I'm watching, which I think I mentioned last week. I'm like six episodes in. I'm enjoying it. Um, but it is quite slow, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's kind of the kind of show I, I like to watch late at night. Just I call it low stakes viewing. Just chill out. Just watch it. You watch an episode or two. But it's not like I'm sitting there just gripped to the edge of my chair, you know? Uh, final piece of news, Darwin Cook threatened to quit New Frontier then change Wonder Woman's appearance. Uh, Darwin Cook did that brilliant New Frontier comic, Richard. Did you ever read that one? Yeah, of course. I oh, watched I the that. animated movie as well. They did a good job with the animated movie, I felt, considering Again, how that, strong. That was when they used to do it in the same art style as the fucking yeah. arc. Yeah, I wish they would do that still. I mean, they, they've ruined it in the last, I would say the last three years, they've really gone downhill. They've gone the cheap route. Again, you know, the cheap route, the lazy route, the cheap route, uh, the less satisfying route. But, um, yeah, it was good to see Darwin Cook. You're an artist. Um, could you, If you had a depiction of Wonder Woman and they said they thought it was too off-model because she was bigger than Superman, but he stood his ground and it turns out he punched out a classic. To me, if I'm kind of the art director at DC, I hired Darwin Cook, I want Darwin Cook. You know, I don't want, like, edited Darwin Cook, you know? Where are you on a rich? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I did. One thing that did bother me about that was definitely how short Superman did look in it. Sure. I'm not going to lie. I mean. You weren't feeling it. But it wasn't just against Wonder Woman. I felt like he didn't feel big compared to anyone. Sure. Um, Which I don't think he needs to be wide or anything. But, you know, I mean, Superman, you know, it's visual medium. It's Mm. art. He kind of needs to be a little bit taller because he represents something else. I mean, I don't necessarily mind Wonder Woman being the same height as him or sure. being like just slightly, but I mean, in this, she towered over him. Well, they like, were going for the full on Amazonian woman, you know, like the ultimate woman kind of thing, I think, you know, from memory. Anyway, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, like I don't it. know. Well, again, it's mixed versions of what Amazonians were because some people say they were like fucking giant women and others just say, well, they were just athletic. Yeah. woman and so well, it depends on your interpretation but i do think that he probably made her a little bit too but does it matter as well maybe a bit too you know? tall but i mean no it's I else mean, worlds look, like you're, but at the end of the day you're also the artist so you should always stand your ground if yeah you're uh, that, that's, that's kind of how i feel I, well i'm like he was darwin cook dude he was a major fucking talent and the book's an all-time classic, so the the right decision was made. And and really, oh, does yeah, it matter? Yeah. Does it even matter? Like honestly, like who's it hurting? Like a Superman fan? Like, well, go read all the other Superman stories where he's taller than Wonder Woman. There's lots of them, you know. So I'm not that worried about it. But anyway, uh, rest in peace, Darwin Cook, a, a true talent and a giant of the game. Uh, just one thing. Oh, yeah. in, just one thing in shopping with the gang this week. Star when Starman. I'm Star Wan. All of a sudden, I've got uh, I've got a lisp. Um, Starman Compendium 2. Uh, I think covering the rest of the Starman series, I've got Compendium 1 on my sta- bedstand. 
Um, this was a great way to collect Starman in a big compendium edition. You can just walk around with Rich and just throw this down on a coffee table and start reading, man. Pick it up anywhere, you know? Probably not at issue 80. Probably start off at one, I would suggest. Yeah, help you with a good workout too. Yeah, yeah, get the old muscles working. Uh, where are you on the compendiums, man? Do you do you get involved with that kind of stuff? Uh, no, not really. I mean, Omnibus is, is pretty much... Yeah, your cup of tea. Yeah, the extent. Um, the compendiums yeah, are kind of like, they're a soft cover. It's like a big, it's like the stand or something. In, 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 you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's pushed in the limits of a soft cover. Yeah, I kind of don't want my book to look like it's from a fantasy movie where the wizard fucking, <laughs> you know, pulls out a, pulls out a, like a, a thousand page book. <laughs> and he needs to flip through. I'm like, I'm like, I draw the line at that. <laughs> I love it, Rich. All right, Rich, weekly comics. Woo. Yep. Um, just a few this week. Uh, quite a lot of them in flashback. Flash 171. Now, this, it's weird. Um, this was actually uh, Kerry Bates's first Flash story um, that I think he plotted and Gardner Fox may have um, done the actual, I guess, dialogue or whatever, but it was actually his first Flash story. Uh, and it's a famous one. Uh, what did you think of it? Wait, hang on. Did I read the right one? 171 or 179? 179, sorry. 179, yeah. Okay, good. I thought, oh, geez, I thought I read the line. Um, so I've actually read this one multiple times. Okay. Um, and it's, again, it's a, it's a really fun little story because it's, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like Gardner Fox doing to Julie Schwartz what, like, he did with the other flash yeah so basically this is like a, a, a story they had with the which i believe gardner fox did as well mm. or the flash of two worlds had, yeah they had the original flash meet gardner fox who was cool. a writer whatever and so basically he's done this for uh julie schwartz so in this one because obviously julie schwartz sort of he rebooted yes the the, the flash they've had the barry allen flash meet him uh, uh, and it was really good. It was a lot of fun. Um, I loved it. I, I think... Um, do you think in the Flash movie, they could, when they're doing the multiverse, could also break the fourth wall, you know, and have Flash, like, a DC officers and stuff? They could do that, you know? I, you know what? I would. I think that they should, but the problem is, is that it's going to feel like... Hmm. Unfortunately, they've kind of done that now with Deadpool. She-Hulk in a way. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah. Which they'll probably now maybe, True. maybe not do it. Yeah, um, well, I mean, the movie's in the can though, so you know. No, but I don't think they did it in that movie anyway. No. Um, okay. Would it have been cool for them to do it at some point and all that? Yeah, I think it would be cool. Yeah, um, I thought so. But do I care now as much? Because would he just be meeting the wankers that are working now in the comic book industry? <laughs> Yeah. Do I want them on the screen? No, not really. No, I can't say that I'm sitting here going, yeah, please give me more of their bullshit, you know? Yeah. Do I want like a Tini Howard or a, you know, Vidayala, <laughs> like getting some screen time? No, not really. <laughs> you know these names, man. They're like the drop of a hat. I've got no idea who they even are. Well, it's, um, it's good to know who to stay away from. If I see their names on a book, then I just go. What about a Joshua Williamson? He did a decent flash run, didn't he? Um, he's basically, he's, he doesn't do anything for me, but I also don't. He hasn't like um, 
He hasn't soured uh, you. Pissed me off or anything. I his stuff is like enjoyable but not memorable. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Like yeah. at the time I'm reading it, I'm like, eh, okay, it's pretty you know, like it's oh, decent, okay. yeah. Or whatever. But if you then ask me to remember, yeah. I'd be like, oh, fuck, I don't actually remember what he wrote. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when you say Wade, I remember what Wade wrote, like the stories yeah. that he wrote. I remember what Jeff Johns wrote. You know what I mean? But if you ask me what did Williams, I'd be like, oh, fuck, uh, I know he did something. I believe from what Adam said, he did a lot of uh, sizzle but no steak. There was a lot of tease, tease, tease. Um, yeah. You know, we're, gonna, we're teasing you, Rich, with we're going to bring the whole Flash family back, but we never quite do. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think I honestly I think Venditti had a better run on Flash than Williamson. But again, William, again, Williamson's a milk toast writer. He's mm. competent. He's fine, but I probably won't remember it in a year or two. Sure. Like, so like, when did Venditti write it? Like when are we talking um, about? Was it Rebirth? I, I think it was Rebirth, and it was doing like the storyline where um, they were they were uh, telling more stories about the Speed Force. And that it was part of these other forces as well. Okay, see, I wouldn't um, mind reading some of that stuff. You know, maybe on the signal, um, or even in a, in a flashback, we, we might do one of those flash stories. I guess it would make sense to do it on flashbacks, but we'll do it with you and Adam, and just we'll pick one of those stories just to get a more modern retelling, one that's considered you know competent and good at least, just to get a flavour. Because remember that time you picked, you picked a story that was like Green Lantern. Versus yeah, that Zod. Was, that was Venditti on Green Lantern. I really enjoyed that. Like, in terms of what I call modern comics, I, I really enjoyed that. Like, a lot more than I've enjoyed any DC since, like, the mid to late 2000s, you know? Mm. Um, I thought that was like... Um, it was like a throwback to when it was good, you know? Kind of to me, at least. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was Venditti. I need to go double check. I think no, I think it was Venditti. It was his Green Lantern, but it was versus Zod. I no, remember. no, no. Sorry, not that. I mean the Flash. I oh, think it's right. Venditti. Then I'm thinking with the Flash. Okay, uh, well, but anyway, I do need to double check because well, well, I fine. think I think Williamson Joshua. I think he was doing something with Wally. Right. Maybe. Okay. Or was it pre-Wally? Fuck. You see, I, I don't know. I can't. I, I don't. He's stuff. He's stuff. So like. Uh, unmemorable that I can't remember what he actually like because yeah. I can remember stories but I don't remember who wrote like that's the problem I don't remember yeah. what he wrote that's the problem it's not a great advertisement for someone when you're like man I can't even remember what they did you know but you know what that's fine I mean I should I don't you know you're not going to remember every story and I mean as long as it didn't piss you off mm. it means mm. at least at the time I probably enjoyed it or it entertained me enough that mm. I moved on. I didn't go, fuck me. I'll tell you what, terrible. he did a lot of it. There's 16 volumes of his Flash. 15. Yeah, 15 volumes of his Flash, man. That's a lot of Flash. You know? Wait, was he doing the Rebirth one then? I think he was. I think I think he wrote Flash from Rebirth, I think. No, I'm looking here online. I'll look, I'll look into I'm it. I'm looking here online and um, there's a lot of his Flash. I'll, I'll, that's all I'll say. There's, there's literally 15 volumes of Flash by him. Um, which right. is I'll... a lot of flash, you know. I imagine it would be some great artwork, at least. That's oh, what... um, yes. Uh, in fact, the art, the, the art that would, that you're talking about um, with the, the the Green Lantern, the Zod one. Uh. Uh, he also did Flash, which is okay. why I thought him and Venditti were doing Flash as well. Okay, uh, but I need to. It's Williamson. Okay, 
cool. Well, anyway, it's it's something. It's something. It's something to look forward to at some point in flashbacks. We're not going to do it. I'm always trying to twist um, Adam's arm to do more Kerry Bates because I love my Kerry Bates flash. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's like a fucking. It's like a. It's like I'm like an old man entering a warm bath when I read that. It's just I just love it. I'm just like, oh yeah, this is relaxing. You know, I, you know, I love my Bronze Age. I brought it up before on the show, Rich. You know, mm. um, I'm giving. Oh, I, yeah. I really love this Flash of Fiction uh, issue. I'm giving it nine out of ten. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd yeah, like to yeah. see. I'd like to see an animated movie because I don't trust them to do it live action. I'd like to see an animated movie with, with this a modernized take on Dude, this. Can, can I just say, like, okay, I feel like there's certain um, there's certain actor, uh, not actors, uh, characters, right? Yeah. That um, yes, you can do a live action um, sure. um, thing, but there's certain characters that I feel would be better suited if you did animation. And Flash is definitely one of those. Yeah. Just because you could have so much more fun, wacky like adventures that he goes to like alternate worlds or different dimensions because of the speed force that that's something that you could really do really well mm. uh with animation 100% 100% man i mean like you know like look uh, i guess flash the tv show i mean i probably should watch this thing uh, but like it just feels like haven't they done it to death um if only they didn't focus so much on the romance. I don't know why they have to focus. They dial into the romance so damn hard that it kills a bit of interest for me. A- am I crazy for that comment, Rich? But do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I liked, I watched the first two seasons of Flash and I enjoyed it. But the reliance on the romance, like how far did you make it into Flash, the, the, the TV show? Uh, whenever, after they fired Elongated Man. Okay, so you made it further than me. Yeah, maybe six or something like that, five, six, something like that. Wow, and was it, were you ever struggling, or were you like, this is six, five, six? It was a struggle, and I was actually going to drop it until they said that Elongated Man was going to be in it. Yeah. Um, and so I stuck around a bit longer, and, and, and I would have probably stuck around a bit longer as well. Yeah. If they had fired him. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. they, but they did, I guess, you know, that was the problem because it wasn't, he didn't, I, didn't he do something crazy or there was something he did wrong. I forget what. No, it was something that he, he said years ago in like a tweet or something like that. Like something, right. okay. someone dug up something that he said like right. five years ago or some bullshit that they, you know, they didn't like. And, and, and to be fair, it wasn't really that. It was just something a bit edgy, but like nothing yeah. like, yeah, nothing like I love Hitler or you know, <laughs> you know, kill all the Jews or the blacks. Like it wasn't anything like that, but apparently yeah. it was enough to get him fired because wow. you know you got you've got to be punished for things that no one you know had a problem with five years ago. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, okay. I, I don't even know what he said, but yeah, I, I I can appreciate what you're saying. Like it wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't like yeah, he wasn't like going massively anti-Jewish or something. You know what? I actually owe. Williamson, an apology. Do you? I oh, do fresh. actually remember one of his storylines that was, that is the one about the speed force, and there was other speed, not speed, there were other forces, like there was like a slow force. Uh, um, slow force. I love it. Um, it's just well, it? force. I'm just, I'm, I'm just using the language that I remember in my brain, and there was like a, um, like a strength 
you know yeah. so like with the speed force it enhances speed and there was something that there was another force that enhanced strength there was another force that enhanced like mental you know what i mean like but they were all somehow kind of like part of a force or yeah um, i guess it's almost like similar like doing like the the the, the spectrum with the green lantern where they said well why don't we look at something like there's a spectrum of a force and one, you know, one is a speed force, one is a, you know, I don't know, like a strength force and one is a mental force or something like that. So it was basically, and everyone was like an avatar right. of that force. And obviously Barry was the avatar of the speed force. And Who was the avatar of the slow force? Uh, <laughs> you know, again, I can't remember Turtle. exactly, but I do remember that. I, so I'm just saying, I do actually remember the one part that the one storyline that did stick out to me, I think, was done by him. So okay, I, cool. I, I do owe him an apology. And look, dude, he did 15 fucking volumes, so it's a lengthy run. Um, what was I going to say? Um, who would win? You know, everyone always says Flash versus Superman, but what about Flash versus one of my favourite characters as a child, Speedy Gonzalez? Oh, uh, Flash. Is Speedy not got the speed of, of Flash? He was pretty quick, he's, told Speedy. He's, he's not. He's not that fast though. He was a quick little <laughs> bastard, though. Well, remember? If you can show me Speedy Gonzalez running on water, Arriba, Arriba! I think Speedy then Gonzalez could walk. I think Speedy Gonzalez could could run on water. I don't think they ever showed that though. Mm. It's. I almost feel like it's time for him to make a comeback. But remember, there was a lot of Mexican stereotyping in that cartoon. <laughs> Listen, can I tell you something? I don't think any Mexican doesn't like that character. I fucking love that character. I'm not Mexican, but I love that character. It's one of those things where, as I said, I, I watch someone do a video because you have all these people get in outrage and be like, oh my God, it's so offensive, it's so racist. And then someone will go and but go after people. And, and I remember when they tried to cancel Speedy Gonzalez. A lot the of Mexicans trying to cancel Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, this was, we even covered it on the show, man, oh, a couple we, of, uh, um, okay. like a year or two ago where they were trying to. Get um, him cancelled because of his, uh, you know, um, Riba, Riba. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, ton of Mexican people came out and said, "Don't you dare! Don't you dare!" He's like a national um, icon, you know. Yeah. Man, people have just got no sense of fun. Yeah, so, can I tell you something? Yeah. I watched this funny. It's a, it's an, it's a couple of years old now. This video, but this guy, it's like Halloween or something like that, or yeah. or something, and he literally dresses up like stereotypical Mexican, a white guy, right? Yeah, stereotypical poncho. The sombrero. He's even put on a fake mustache. He's holding a, you know, one of those macarena things. Yeah. Um, and he's going around to these like, um, you know, like college people, and I say, "Guys, do you find this offensive?" And my, and they're like, "Oh my god, you're so fucking offensive. You're so racist. <laughs> That's culpable. That you, you are being so disrespectful." Uh, and then he, and then after getting like every single college person he spoke to, yeah, tell them that he's like despicable yeah. and all that. He actually goes to like little Mexico, like, or this place that's like all Mexican business owners, yeah, yeah, all yeah. Mexican residents. And he's like, does this offend you? And not one of them said like, yes, they were like, yeah. no, man, you look good. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It looks, it's, it looks yeah. really good. It's like, yeah, if Mexicans dress like that, yeah. Why would it be offensive? Then what yeah. you're saying is that they find the clothes that they wear offensive. I know it's bullshit, <laughs> man. Like it's it's just or it's fucking you, you, garbage. Their history is offensive. Because well, don't you remember when they, they, they were like people can't dress up as ninjas, and it's like why? Yeah. What why? Anyway, like, I, who as, are we offending? Said, who the fuck I, are we offending? The ninja overlords from the 1700s? You know? Well, hang on, hang on. No, no, you, you're offending the 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 college person. The college, the white college student. 
Yeah. <laughs> in their dormitory. You, you've got to take, take their, their feelings into Dude, account. Back right? when I was at college, you know what we were interested in? We were interested in, we were slightly, we were interested in our subjects, we were interested in girls, we were interested in getting stoned. That was it. And that was about Not college today, buddy. Yeah, I know. But like that was the, that was the summation of our interests, basically. And if some guy was wearing a, a Spitty Gonzalez outfit, I would have given him a high fucking five, man. Because I love Speedy Gonzalez, you know? Yeah, well, if you don't, then there's something wrong with you. Uh, so you're telling me... So Speedy didn't have the speed of the Flash. I guess the Flash is... I don't, believe he, I don't believe he was that fast. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think he was that fast. Okay, well, okay. That's all right. I'm ready for a comeback. Um, then we had... What did you give the Flash? 179, Rich? 8.5. Okay. I gave it a 9. Then we had the Conan Barbarian, uh, the two issues, pretty interesting issues with Bellet. Uh, Queen of the Sword, uh, Queen of the Black Coast. Uh, just mm-hmm. want to throw it open to you, Rich. What did you think? It was the first two issues of the Epic Collection, the new Epic Collection that's come out. Uh, yeah, it was all right. I, I quite like the the Crocodile Riders and all that I sort love of the stuff. Riders, um, yeah. uh, no, I honestly I didn't enjoy it as much as the previous two sure. issues that we read, but uh, it's still enjoyable. I, I mean, it's still solid. If if I was reading it week to week. Yeah, we, like month to month or week to week or, or, or reading the entire thing in one setting. Yeah, or what I'm doing. I've been enjoying it for sure. I mean... Man, I'm fucking loving it. I'm loving it. Like, have I ever mentioned to you I'm a big fan of Conan? Um, uh, you may have. I mean, it, I can't remember exactly when. One of my most favourite moments in Conan history, if not my most fam- favourite moment, is when he teams up with Bullet, Queen of the Black Coast. So this is just... Mana from heaven. I Dave is just guzzling the Kool-Aid on this one. I'm just like, give me more, Marvel. Give me more. And they're just like, we've got more. Roy Thomas did this fucking milk this one for five years. And I'm just like, yes, please. And apparently Red Sonia turns up and there's a Red Sonia, Bellet, Conan team up. And I'm just like, yes, does comics get any better than this? <laughs> no, I mean, that is, I mean, as I said, it's really enjoyable. The art is fantastic. I love the art. John, um, John Buscema, yeah. Yep. Big John um, Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, she's definitely coming off as a bit of a, a jealous little bitch. That's well, for she's sure. She's a fiery, fiery fucking one old Bella, man. She yeah, but jealousy is usually a sign of, um, of what? Uh, uh, low confidence. I don't think she's low confidence, man. Mm, I don't know. She's getting very jealous of Conan whenever he's yeah. Well, she says, like well, she has she has a jealous rage when he <laughs> mentions Red Sonia. Yes, she does. Then when he it's a feisty one. He gets part of the the thing and he's dancing with that woman. She also well, go, you know. Let's face you know. it, Conan does like to plow those fields, man. So it's not like well, he's beyond suspicion. I'm just you know? saying. I mean, if she's that confident, she shouldn't care. Yeah, but she, she will always give a shit about that kind of stuff. This is this is this is Bella. She is the love of his life, man. Like this is yeah. this is the thing. But Conan, you know, Conan has a wandering eye, man. Like we all I was like. Say, Conan's confident. He's like, I don't give a shit, bitch. Whatever, you crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking drop you. You keep carrying on like that. <laughs> Find me a new bitch. He'll do the Sean Connery when they when a woman pushes and pushes and pushes. Sometimes all you can do is a slap. <laughs> and then they're like, um, they're, then Barbara Walters is like, are you going to take that comment back? Ap- no. Apologize. <laughs> no, I stand by it. 
Well, clearly his wife didn't mind. Yeah, it was so funny. It was so funny that she thought she had him in like a gotcha moment like 10 years later and Sean Connery's like, are you really trying no, to... No, in fact, Sean Connery probably goes, in fact, I feel even more confident about that statement. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love Bellet Man. Bella and Conan, like, give me that fucking movie, dude. You know, give me a Conan movie where he meets Bellet. And you could do like a trilogy of that, you know, or a two-parter, a two-parter, and 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 like I mean, she's a feisty no, one. No, okay, okay, okay. Can can I just say something? You can. I I think we need to stop saying "give me movies" and start saying "give me TV shows." Well, give me a TV show. Either. Yeah, I don't give a fuck because either. here's the thing: like Conan. Okay, yes. Do we all enjoy the Arnold movie and all that sort of crap and all that? Yeah, it's enjoyable and it's fun and all that. But. If you look at all the content, off the, all the Conan content, mm. would you really want to be waiting fucking no. three years no. every time for an installment of Conan? No. He's got so many adventures that you should be – Conan should be a TV show. Like just like Hercules was, just like Xena was, whatever. Yeah. It needs to be a cool, fun, uh, yeah. you know, weekly thing where you get to experience cool him roaming and again you can have a season where he's yeah with the dark coast and all that you can have a season where he's like a gladiator you can have another season like you could just do so much and then literally that show could go on for 20 fucking years man I agree. like you know I what agree. I mean? actually you know what i 100 percent agree and they're always talking about a conan show i think that the owners of conan they might be a little bit greedy because it just feels like Conan is so milkable as a as a TV show, like animated, live action, like, and they don't. Apart from the comics, he doesn't get the media proliferation that I think he deserves. You know, and I just wonder. They seem to struggle to make a deal. Arnie said apparently that they just they the problem is they just always want too much money. Like mm. you know, it's it's a money thing. Like they're a bit. At least we have the comics. At least they make, they cut those deals. And say what you want a bit about Marvel. They did a pretty great job with the comics for a long time. And Dark Horse also did a great, great job with the comics. You know? Mm -hmm. So at least we've had the comics to, to feed the flames. Like I care more about Conan comics than I care about superhero comics now. You know? Yeah, in oh, you know. I think as you should. I mean, oh. it's far more compelling. I don't mean to sound nasty. I mean, like, it is definitely more com compelling and... It doesn't matter what order you read them in. It doesn't exactly. really matter exactly. um, where you want to start or anything like that. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think if you're going to get into comics, I, I would say getting into Conan is far better than, honestly, than getting into Shipyard comics. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that's that's the state of play, isn't it, dude? Like that's that's seriously the way it fucking rolls. And you know, people need to wake up and pay attention. That's the, that's what that's what I'll say. Now, um, what was our next comic, Rich? It was oh, this Avengers Assemble thing. So I didn't read this, but apparently Thor versus Odin. That's why I wanted to read it. I, it's on my iPad to read. Can you give me a rundown? Uh, they don't fight. I thought they threw down. No, 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 no. Odin fights oh. Valkyrie and oh. really? someone. Odin uh, uh, Thor is busy fighting. I thought oh, I thought literally oh, oh. there was a... him and him and Captain Marvel are fighting the Star Brand Hulk. Um, right, uh, Star Brand Hulk. Like what the fuck? You know, really? Like, um, am I am I alone in saying what the fuck? 
Starbrand Hulk. Oh well, look, don't get me started. I think the, the <laughs> I, I think the primitive Avengers are the dumbest fucking thing. You I've seen. oh, you hate the the thousand. The if it was just see. if it was just like a gimmick, I'd yeah. be fine with it. You know, like an Elseworlds or some shit like that, like a one-off story, I'd be yeah. fine with it. But but you're telling me this is actual canon. I'm like, this is the dumbest fucking thing. What is it? Like, what are they again? It's like the Ghost Rider from way back mm. in the day, isn't it? And stuff. Dude, oh my god, the it's they're full now. Um oh. you've got the 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 ancient iron fist. Right. That that apparently existed before culture. Uh-huh. Um, so what does that even mean? Um Well, I mean, if you're running around with culture. cavemen, yeah, but I mean I could, <laughs> I could, they they're supposed to be like cavemen. Right, yeah. So how did you learn kung fu? How did you master the Is dragon? He fist? Is he Asian? Is he Asian? She's Asian, yeah. Oh, she um, is, okay. Old and all that. Uh, as I said, you've got the the star brand Red Hulk. Uh-huh. You've got yes, the Ghost Rider. There's apparently I think there's a Moon Knight as well now. Right. Um, so it's everyone. Is there Punisher? Yay. Is there Punisher? No, there's no Punisher. <laughs> Caveman Punisher. <laughs> that would actually be funny. I would actually no, like there's, it. Oh if... yeah, there's there's Odin as well. Um, oh, there's a the the Sorcerer Supreme uh, Agamato or whatever. Um, I mean, I'm not against Odin because Odin was a mythological character, you know. Way back yeah, but I kind of feel like, but again, I kind of feel like he should only exist after Cavemen. I don't know if you. I don't know if he yeah. was. Well, I suppose he's a god. I suppose technically, but I mean, and where's all the Norse people? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point. So they're Vikings. No, there's, as I said, they, they're in a world where it looks like, I don't know, from what I could read, there was um, like Neanderthals, there was cavemen, so... I right, right. I don't know. Anyway, um, they, they just, there's some guy called Avenger Prime. Um, wow. Who apparently, I don't know if Avenger he's an Prime. embodiment of all the Avengers. I don't know what he is. He's wearing a mask, so I don't know who he's This sounds to be. like it sucks. And Frankly. he's 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 in a like battle with Mephisto. Uh, I, I'm I'm deleting Mephisto this. is Mephisto is going around conquering different Earths from yeah. multiple. I By just, the way, can I just yeah. say this whole multiversity crap is just getting so out of hand now. Yeah. Like this multiverse crap, like you know DC's doing it, Marvel's doing it, the movies are doing it. Like I'm just like, dude, fucking enough of this multi, you know, this multiversity shit. Like sure. it's a cool concept. But you guys are using it way too much. It's become a crutch now. Oh, yeah. No, it has. Um, yeah, that doesn't sound... None of that sounds good, man. Like, can I be honest with you? Like, none of what you just said sounds good. It wasn't um, a good book. Sorry, don't get me wrong. I was not setting it up to, to say yeah, it was a good book. Yeah, it sounds awful. I just deleted it off my iPad while you were talking because I was the only reason I wanted to read it was I thought Odin fought Thor. No, no. no. The, As I said, Odin and Captain Marvel are fighting the Red Hulk. I I thought there was and, some article that they fought and the different Molniers they both had were like battling no, each other. No, no, no. Their Molniers connect at the end, creating a massive fucking like thunderclap that I think like uh. knocks everyone out. But actually, no. He gets into a battle of Odin gets into a battle of wills with Valkyrie Jane mm. Foster, who is. Um, going, come here, Molnir, baby. I missed you. And it's like, that's not, no, this Molnir doesn't know you. Yeah. Unless you're saying Molnir somehow exists through time and space all at the same time. Um, Yeah. So, no, no, no. Uh, uh, Odin spends most of his time fighting with Valkyrie and someone else. Right. 
no, and Valkyrie, maybe, maybe Valkyrie is the character that Jane Foster became. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the it's the Jane Foster Valkyrie. Yeah. Oh Jesus, the Valkyrie no one gives a fuck about. Um, yeah. No, so the two of them, yes, their hammers sort of collide mm. uh, because for some reason, two hammers. I don't know if they're doing that to knock everyone out to stop fighting, mm. but no, Odin and Thor do. There is no drag out fucking fight between the two of them. Are the two Ghost Riders there against each other? No, there's only one. There's only the one Ghost Rider. Oh, I would have thought a good opportunity to have Ghost Rider versus prehistoric Ghost Rider. No, case. there's something else that's happening with that Ghost Rider in with all the multiversity people in a fuck in, in Avenger Prime Towers. I don't know, man. Like, yeah. I, seriously, it's I I hate this. You know, especially when I don't give a fuck about the characters and I don't really know. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's different with DC, I guess, because yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, those. To be fair, the DC characters have been established. I feel like a lot of the multiversity characters this have just been created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. this alone. Yeah. Whereas you know, obviously, Superman, President, he was made a couple, quite a few years ago. Yeah. We all know, you know, Captain Carrot is an old. You know, at least they use. When they do the multiversity stuff, at least it's like older characters that I'm familiar with. Yeah. But when I when you go, oh, who's and I just look there going, who's this supposed to be now? Oh, okay, this is some other version. But I don't know who they are. I've, I've no, no no interaction, no history with them at all. It's just so like they were created just for this. This sounds terrible, what you just described. It's um, not good. Yeah. It's not good. Out of ten, where where are you? Um four, four point five, maybe if I'm being generous. Okay, fair enough. I think that from your description, that feels very generous. You know, for what you for what you had to put up with in reading that bullshit. Oh, look, uh, I think uh, um, uh, Brian Hitch did the heart, which so the art is fine. The art mm. is great, mm. but the story is not. Yeah, sounds like it sucks, man. Um, okay, now we have our trade of the week: Young Justice Book One. I actually read the prelude, which I'd never read, World Without Grown Ups, where they switched. So it was good to get that. Uh, it was the first meeting of the Young Justice people. Um, mm-hmm. I, you, you know, I'm going to say this. I, I love Young Justice. I, I, I think Peter David did a really good job, and I love the art. I think the art in Young Justice is a star in itself. It's so, mm-hmm. how can I say, it's just so almost off-model from regular stuff, but it's so consistent because one guy does it that I just buy into it. So when I picked this book up off the shelf, I was like, wow, that's a really different look. But the fact there was all these young characters, it really made me care about it. I think this is a... You're seven issues in, and it's not a slog. There's a lot going on, but... I feel there's a through line. Same writer, same artist, decent stories. It's just well-told comics is how I feel about Young Justice Book 1. What, where are you on it, Rich? Oh, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, look, um, it does suffer from the same problem as Damage is that it feels super 90s. Sure. Um, the, the the dialogue and the way the, 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 the teens carry on, it's super, super fucking 90s, which, again... I haven't probably read it since, like... Oh, yeah. I haven't read it since Probably, like, out. 2000s kind of thing and all that. But it mm. does feel very, like, ni- late 90s, 2000s, sure. you know. yeah. Especially the dialogue and all that. So it was a little bit weird to go back and read it after such a long break. And obviously, I'm older now. Yeah. Um, things have changed. But I still really enjoyed it. And it's still a 
fuck ton better than mm. uh, Bendis's Young Justice uh, because God. in this one they, they they actually act and talk like real teenagers or yeah. at least a, a close enough proximity mm. to teenagers than what Bendis writes. Um, Bendis thinks that all teenagers sound the same, mm. whereas at least with this, um, you know, you've got Superboy who's the obsessed with girls, mm. confident character you've got robin the more serious character um kind of the the downer in a sense you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um you've got impulse again the adhd um character who just you know doesn't think and all that sort of stuff you know and then when they introduce um arrowette and wonder girl you know i mean wonder girl's very unsure um, she's got a bit of a crush on Superboy, Super so she can be a bit jealous. Mm. You know, uh, Arrowette, very confident, very sure of herself. But again, she's been trained since she was like in diapers to, you know, uh, be a hero by her mother and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, that was interesting. You know, everyone's got a different character. They all fit an ensemble thing and all that, and they're all written to have distinct their own voices. And Which I always loved in this. I remember in later issues, Little Lobo comes in. Yeah, I know you remember that. I love that stuff. Um, I I find this some of the most fun in terms of the younger characters. I, I, I just feel that Peter David, combined with the artist, Todd Newick, he cannot be forgotten. It's so distinctive that what, what these two guys did. And I really, I, I just, I always think to myself, this is a golden era of, of, of comics when, the, when they were, do, were doing this. It felt like they were allowed to do whatever they wanted, you know. Like it's 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 crazy. It was also at a, at a peak of time where Morrison was doing the JLA during this period. It just felt like DC were just knocking it out of the park, you know. Mm-hmm. It was I, maybe I miss, I'm I'm looking through rose coloured glasses, Rich, but I was reading these books at the time, and it felt like DC were on a real wave of popularity. Um, well, for sure. I yeah. mean, look, it is nostalgia. I mean, look, it's not quite the same because sometimes you just go, oh, that is very, like, you know, as I said, late 90s, 2000s sure. sort of story. But at the same time, it's still enjoyable. Like, it's, it's not something that when you when you read it, you go, oh, my God, it's, I, it, can't I can't read this anymore. Oh. It's so, cr- you know, I look back at it, it's so cringy. No, I, as I said, I'd still much rather read this, even having matured a bit or, or sure. aged a bit and, and aged out of it, I would still much I- read that than the fucking uh, Avengers Assemble oh, alpha yeah. fucking shit that I had to read. Like, yeah. that was that was just Don't horrendous. Don't you even and, find and the more things they add on to Alpha, Surrender 1, Alpha, Avengers Assemble, Alpha, Checkpoint, you know, like, when you throw more and more words at a title, it often sucks more, you know? <laughs> I mean, maybe there could be a correlation between that. I've never thought about it. I just, I just always find it, Marvel do it a lot, like uh, Avengers versus X Men, Judgment Day, Checkpoint One, Part Two. Well, is, is is part is is the second issue going to be Avengers Alpha Beta? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I don't know, but uh, look, I, I want to say this. So, look, we know Peter David's in ill health. Um, They've just put out the sixth volume, like as in like last week. They put out the sixth and final volume of Young Justice. It's been ages between five and six. I don't know why. Because I, I will say this. Read this from the beginning. Young Justice is, a, is, is I feel, a very enclosed 
book. Uh, they did a lot of specials. DC really promoted the Justice League brand in these years was probably at its peak, you know, um, since like maybe the 60s. You know, the Justice League brand was really strong in this period and they definitely marketed this as literally young justice, like the young JLA. And I think Peter David and Todd Newack really knew what they were doing. They were they were basically led to run free. I know Peter David has done a lot more Marvel work than DC. I've always enjoyed his work in general. Um, I think he... I, I actually feel this is an underrated classic. Um, not enough people talk about this. It's a great book. It's a great collection. You see Secret Files. You get DC 1 million, um, uh, you know, entry. You you get a lot of extra bonus content than just the Young Justice 1 to 7. You also get World Without Growing Ups, which I think is a really good storyline, which I'd never read before, which sets it up. They're in Happy Harbor, aren't they, Rich? That Which is where... Tell listeners, like, what was Happy Harbor? Like, the original JLA headquarters? Yeah, so, yeah, Happy Harbor was like the... Um yeah, the original Justice League uh, headquarters. Okay. And what they do is they sort of, um, they're kind of given it, really. Um, you know, uh, from the Justice League, because now they like, obviously, in the tower and uh, the, the Watchtower. Well, they're in the, sure. are they in the satellite by this era? Or uh, Watchtower on, on the moon. moon. Watchtower on the moon, so, yeah. yeah. This one on the moon. And when they get there, they actually... Uh, Red Tornado's there, but he's inactive. Yes. Um, and then he kind of becomes the uh, sh- their chaperone in a sense, like their their minder. He doesn't really go on missions with them, but he's just kind of there to keep an eye on. The, and and then through them, he kind of. Um, I love the story. He goes. I, he goes. I kind of like ran away from the world and whatever because I kind of felt like I wasn't human anymore. That yeah. lost me humanity. But I must thank you, kids. <laughs> you've you've helped me rediscover that I might still be human. And they were like, "How?" And he goes, "Because n- no robot could find you this utterly annoying." <laughs> yes, and he goes, like, "You deserve a spanking or something." Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, "That's actually pretty funny." That he's yeah. like, "I must be human because these fucking kids are annoying me." Uh, but yeah, he kind of becomes the. Um, they're minder, they're, they're, they're Xavier. Yeah, so and I'm no Red Tornado, you know, like I, I always consider him a bit player, but but he, he works well here. Yeah, you know? again, you know, again, you, you're taking a established character that hasn't been used, yeah. no one really knows what to do with him, and you're doing something with him. Exactly, yeah. You and, know what I mean? And I always appreciate when they do that, you know what I mean? If someone goes, you know what, I, you know, there's a character no one's using, whatever, i I got an idea for it's him. It's a good usage of Red Tornado because he's got the Just League legacy as well from like the 70s and 80s, doesn't he? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's good appearances by Superman, by the whole Just League. There's a really – I always really like the scene where uh, the League's confronting um, Young Justice, and I like the way Bart said it's – we're young, just us. And they're like, young justice. No, just us. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but the league's confronting them and pretty much kind of trying to cancel them. And I want to say it's Arouette comes out very strongly saying, listen, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you guys are all loners. You know, you're all orphans. You know, this kind of stuff. You don't get it. We want to be part of a team. And... Um, she blasts them, and and then Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern, is the one who sticks up for Young Justice a bit, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I think you got it wrong." You know, where you're all saying you're so irresponsible, blah blah. blah. He's like, "I don't know about that." I well, he that. says that, and then Batman goes, "What'd you say?" And he goes, "Oh, nothing." 
No, I know, but at least no, but no, I, I, I like it. That yeah, he's a younger character, and so he's kind of been like, "Well, I don't know about that." And Batman's like, "What you saying?" He's like, "Oh, nothing, nothing." Just thinking aloud. <laughs> no, but it was cool because he was a younger sort of hero compared to Batman, and um, well, he was inexperienced. He wasn't like he wasn't exactly. younger. He was definitely, but he was technically he would he's actually less experienced than most of the the hundred percent than Robin the for sure on, on the team. So. Um, it's an interesting way, but we'll say one thing. I will say that has become a little bit of a tired trope now. What's of that? whenever there's a new young team, the Justice League going, oh, I don't think this is a good idea. Like they did it with the original Teen Titans. Yeah, I bet they did. They kind of they kind of did it with the new Teen Titans. They did it with Young Justice. Then they did it with the Titans again. Yeah, um, just it's, it's the same shit from DC. What but what I've said, it's become it's now become a trope that anytime there's a young uh, a, a young team forming, the Justice has got to come in and go. No, I don't do, 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 good idea, you guys. Like, yeah, it's like when are you going to learn that? Um, yeah, you could be wrong or right. Like, it's just going to play out the way it's going to play out. Like, I well, especially like, when one of the uh, Justice League members is a Teen Titans graduate, was Kid Flash, became Flash, became... Well, that's the thing. I, I was very surprised that Wally didn't stick up for them. More. Yeah, yeah, that would make more sense. Um, considering he was like a charter member, wasn't he? Wasn't he one of the first members of the, um, you know, the, the Teen Titans? Wasn't Kid Flash in it from, like, Day Dot? Like, yeah, very... Kid Flash was from the original, original Teen Titans, yeah. Yeah, with, like, Robin um, and whoever else, yeah. Um... Uh, Wonder Girl, Robin, uh, Kid Boy? Flash, uh, Speedy, and Speedy. um, um, uh, uh fuck, uh, Aqualad was he called Aqualad at that right. point? Yeah, I think he was. So, Speedy wasn't on the drugs back then, this was pre needle, uh, as like a fucking 12 year old, no, yeah, but he did get on them later on, he got on the gear later, didn't he? Big time. Hey, he also, he also worked for the CIA too. <laughs> <laughs> He's had a complex career on Speedy. Um, yeah, look, I just think it's a personal favourite of mine. I was stashing it up. I'm going to keep reading the series. Um, I really recommend you go out and, and pick yourself up a copy of The Trade. Uh, you will do yourself a lot of favours. I also want to mention while we're on the show, there's a big Conan sale on Kindle Comics. There's a lot of big Kindle Comics sales at the moment, but you can pick up some really good deals. But, Rich, I'm giving this an 8.5 out of 10. What are you giving it, man? Oh, it's 8.5 out of 10 for sure. As, as In fact, as, I would, as an entire series, I'd give it 9 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, as a series, so would I. I think as a series, it really, it gets a very high, very high score. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, it's it's fantastic. Now, um, Rich, obviously, we're proud members of the collective. Um, you've got a lot of shows on there, like in the Demons with Brian Biggie. You've got Ray with Into the Night. You've got Connor with Last Sons of Krypton. I was actually on the latest episode of Last Sons of Krypton. Um, discussing Superman versus Lobo. You've got Phil and Lilith and Charlie over at Capes and Lunatics. They do a host of shows. Check out their shows. Good stuff. Good content. Um, you've, there's a lot of material on the collective. Ghost Spider Groupies is another really good show. There's a lot of good stuff, and uh, and I highly encourage people to check it out. Now, look, you've heard flashbacks this week. We're, we've got another episode coming out shortly. We're going to bring Rich in. Um, for Mark Wade, book seven. Um, if you want more content from Signal, please join the Patreon feed, patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. It's highly appreciated. Your money goes towards show running costs and, you know, keeps me in clover, which is where I need to be. 
Um, <laughs> Rich, what's going on? We're, you know, we've discussed before. You said you've retired from the Hitman game. Um, you going to make a reappearance over the Christmas period? What's happening? Uh, no. Come on, man. It's oh, Christmas. It's Christmas, man. Yeah, I like it. Wow, well, you, you, but you are kind of the Scrooge, Ebenezer, so I thought you might cut against the grain, you know? It's that tough exterior, but inside. <laughs> Marshmallow. You know, uh, <laughs> my heart always grows two sizes, even though I don't want it to. Wow. I, I still like that I said, can we just get a drug dealer off the streets to play Rody? Just a guy waltzing in, you know, yeah. real street. I don't know why it was specifically a drug dealer. I just I was thinking a real random guy off the street. Real roughed up thug life kind of guy. Because you were saying you wanted a bigger guy. And I was like, well, what about we get the real real article? We can maybe get a real naturalistic performance out of him, you know? I don't know. I mean, if, is, did you say he's a drug addict or a drug dealer? Dealer, dealer, dealer. Mm. Not a drug addict, man, a dealer. Like a... Like one of those guys, big, beefy guy, you know, kind of like a bouncer, you know, tatted up, ready Are to... Are those th- guys the drug dealers? I, I thought they were know. more like the enforcers. Well, the enforcer, whatever. But a, a real street thug is what I want, man, you know? And, and and see if we can coax a performance out of him, you know? You're welcome to try. I don't, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. Um, look, Rich, on that note, I want to say thank you and good night. Good night. Great show, Rich. Killed it.